0: Hey, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, The Road Podcast. This is the special Miami edition. Yeah. We are in Miami. Yeah. We are MIA right yeah. now. Uh-huh. I am uh, I am one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. I got my man, DJ Never. Yo, what up? I got DJ d Miles. Miami was good. I got Jamie the Great. Yeah. And I got a big OG here <clears throat> in Miami. I got 25 plus years on the radio here in <clears throat> Miami. Born and raised here. We got... That magnificent, the special motherfucking DJ Laz here. Hey! hey. was good, man? We had a check-in. Wow. We had a check-in. Yo, what yeah, an man. intro. I know. What's up, man?
1: <laughs> I put the little magnificent in there. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. was good? I, thought I was special ed for a minute. Nah, I'm nah, magnificent. Nah, nah. <laughs> What's good, man? Man, everything is great. Blessed. No, you know, nothing bad. And, and you guys came and brought some good weather. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because normally it's hot as fuck. Yeah. yeah. And it's, Beautiful. Yeah. Man, we I got was lucky. shocked when
0: I when I walk usually when I walk out the airport sweat. It hits me like a sauna like a sauna, <laughs> you know?
2: Sweat. Sure.
0: And I was I was in I was still in a hoodie. I was yeah, like, Oh shit, this too. is nice. I yeah.
3: gotta yeah. take this off and yeah. I ain't drenched. Yeah, this ain't a bad nice. I, didn't, I didn't know what to expect. This is like my first time in Miami in November. Likewise. Yeah.
0: Oh. But this is like the best time usually, like, isn't it? Miami's usually busier in like October, November, December, January, well, February. Of course. It's
1: like anywhere where it gets really cold up north. Yeah. And mm-hmm. here normally we're in the nineties. Yeah. So people are like, yo, fuck the north. I'm going south. Yeah. yeah. So and the, in the summertime,
0: it's kind of like no. Running. Summertime, yeah. Summer people is, run
1: because you just melt. Yeah. But uh, but I mean, I'm a Miami boy, so I'm used to that shit. I'd rather, uh, I'd rather sweat than be super cold. That's just me. So when you have you been to Vegas? I have. It's too dry for me, man. That's what
0: all these Miami. I I'd rather I rather have the dry heat than the humidity. You see, yeah. I get
1: I get to Vegas and I get a goddamn nosebleed. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is going on Jeez. here? It's crazy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. So someone broke down the humidity out here is Oof. that when you guys sweat, there's still kind of like a humid breeze though, and it kind of cools
1: you off because you're kind no, of that, that's the, the liquor coming out of your pores. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know why I don't know who you talked to that gave you that explanation. I don't know. Some some low <laughs> that some, shit is pure tequila or volley three oh five. One of the two's happening. So For sure.
0: Born and raised here in Miami, right? Yes, sir. Uh shit you was on you started on the radio in the 1990 86
1: 86 oh,
0: shit.
1: 86 a hot 105
0: you've got a history out here yes
1: sir i do it was God. what
0: 15 at the time
1: 14, 14 going on 15 yep yeah shit
0: yeah. man i mean can you explain what because yo me and never from the from uh you know we grew up in i grew up in the 90s okay. never kind of grew up in the 80s, 80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but the, the 90s for me in new york we're both from new york and then uh, Jamie and D are from L.A. Right. I want to know what was popping. I want to <laughs> know what was going on here. Because the only thing I knew about, right, the only thing, the first thing we knew about would have to be like Luke and Two Life Crew Two Life for Crew. me. Yeah. So you, you, asked what what, you
1: asked what was popping, right?
0: I want to know what was popping. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, straight up, <laughs> all up and down the beach, straight <laughs> up. What was on the radio though I feel, in, in '80s? You I feel know, like
3: um, New York and Miami had the same type of music in the '80s, like Run DMC. Yeah, no, no, it's popping. Houdini, yep, Fat yep, Boys, for sure, freestyle, Curtis Blow,
1: 100. The freestyle yeah. was freestyle, big, uh-huh. yeah. like crazy. Forget was big. Freestyle is still big out here for certain jo- for certain groups. Yeah, you know and I'm saying yeah. there's a fucking freestyle concert out here. Every three months, Debbie Deb's oh, always wow. out here. Probably, you know what I'm yeah, saying? It's crazy. <laughs> Debbie Deb is out here for sure. So
0: that was that was that was what was popping Bro, on pe- the radio.
1: People loved all that. The two live, the fucking Debbie Deb, the TKAs, you know, the Cynthia's and Johnny O's. Oh, yeah, it was man. all, and it was the skating rings were popping. I mean, shit. Dude, shout out to my boy DJ Irie. Irie used to be the DJ at the skating ring. wow. wow. Yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? Irie yeah. used to be the resident DJ at the skating ring. And I used to come in and do like the, you know, the DJ Laz from the radio guy was here type deal. And we'd fucking kick it. And he's, I mean, to this day, just one of the best guys on the, on the planet.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's kind of like the proclaimed mayor
1: of of Miami. Oh right now, yeah, yeah. No, he, he's he's a black white man. <laughs> 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 Love you, Irie. <laughs>
0: so, like, what 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 was like one of the first few local Miami hip hop records that were popping out here?
1: Well, I'll tell you what.
0: Because um, I'm I'm clueless, and I want I want to like know what was what was going. I on. want to know a lot about the yeah. base. Yeah. No problem. Well, you came like, to
1: the right motherfucking place for that, <laughs> um, dude. It was just something about that 808 drum that fucking pounded your chest that people fell in love with. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember, shit, I remember the first record I made, which was uh, Mami Negro that came out in 91. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I remember doing that mix. I had a, an instrumental by uh, Clay D. It was called Boot to Booty. And I would take the merengue song and I'd mix it in. And I said, "Oh fuck, that sounds good." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let mm-hmm. me, I'm gonna fuck around, and play that shit on the oh, radio. Tonight. So you were blending the merengue. Oh, and the, one wow. billion percent, I did that shit way, way back in the day. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Got a little something, little taste for you, just so you know. All done on an SP 1200. By, like. Like. Oh, wow. Yo.
4: Yeah.
3: by the way, this record was kind of popping in New York as well.
2: It yeah. sure was definitely yeah. popping yeah. in LA. Yeah. You you, you want to
1: hear something funny? I went to, I remember which day. I, I want to say might have been Hot ninety seven. Uh, I don't remember the fucking station. But I went to New York to try to get this record played. Well, first of all, I shopped this record to everybody and they mama, and everybody turned me down. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Everybody said, "Laz man, it's you know, it's good, but it's I don't know," and I'm gonna pass. Wait, what was they saying? Was it like too Latin? Or well, it- it, th- this goes to my point when I went to yeah. New York. Homie tells me, and it's been so long I don't remember the fucking guy's name. He was a PD at some station. Yeah. And he says, it's too Latin. I go, "Uh, motherfucker, have you looked out your window? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just curious. (laughs) And he was like, yeah, yeah, no, but no, no," nobody would fucking touch the record. And I came back and I'm like, yo, this this shit is popping because I, I see the reaction. And as DJs, We know when something's hot because you can tell by the reaction that you're getting from the people you're playing.
0: So when you initially thought this idea, you're like, yo, I'm going to I'm going to
1: I'm going to make this record. You Uh went to the
0: studio out here
1: on the S.P. Twelve hundred. You made the joint. S.P. Twelve hundred. I got together with a guy named Danny D and DJ Wiz. Danny D came. uh, Danny D. I I've played a lot of people's first records ever. Like on the air. Danny D had a song called Boom. I Got Your Girlfriend. Uh, Yeah. He brought it to me on a fucking cassette. Okay, waits for me outside the radio station. He's from Palm Beach, waits for me outside the radio station, plays this thing, and I go, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. I like this, and just the whole, boom, I got your girlfriend. I got your girl. I'm like, yo, this is going to get people going crazy. Mm -hmm. Went upstairs, disconnected a fucking cassette player from the production room, brought it to the studio with two RCAs, and I played it on the air, Mm -hmm. and got... Instant motherfucking reaction Wow You know I love you And it was, was Huh? <laughs> off a of cassette
3: What year was this? Woo! It sounded like maybe like 80s like No, it was in the, the 90s, 90s already, yeah. yeah
1: Yeah, it was in the 90s It was not it 80s, it was. This is 92 So yeah, and this was the answer back From MC Luscious oh God, boy, So, there was a guy named Dave Williams I think owned a a record label called heatwave and once he heard boom i got your girlfriend oh excuse me boom i got your yeah boom i got your girlfriend he said yo we need to answer back from the girls to the guys you know like to to the bitches be like oh boom i boom i got your boyfriend yeah and it became this this big thing Mm -hmm. And, and it's crazy shout out to my boy danny d by the way uh he's a paramedic now he lives on the west coast of florida (laughs) loves life god bless him and he's still a dope-ass producer dope-ass producer
0: so then you you guys got it pressed out here or what happened did you get locally pressed yeah so we ended up how many i want to know how many pressings you did
1: oh remember playing i played the record got instant reaction and then we went to a place called miami tape and wait so
0: how'd you play it though you played, played it off a cassette oh okay
1: I played that shit off a of cassette, mm-hmm. and as soon as the reaction started coming in, Danny was like, "Oh shit!" And then he signed to. Uh, he ended up signing to that guy, Dave Dave Williams. I'm if I'm correct, his name is um, from Heatwave Records, and the record just took off. Is it the Boys from the Bottom? Boys from the bottom. Oh, okay, cool.
0: Mm-hmm. That wasn't coming up earlier. Mm. Uh, so then, you played the record,
1: you and then you played You got it pressed out. Mm-hmm. How many did you get, like? I, I want to say, but the initial thing before we actually, before they signed to uh, to Heatwave, I think we pressed like two hundred copies, three hundred copies, just to copies. get it to the DJs. Right, right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Boom, boom, boom! Hand it to everybody. That was back when you'd walk into the club and be like, "Yo, I got this fucking vinyl for or yeah. an acetate."
0: So, the, so you did the rounds. You went to the oh, club for sure. And you went, you gave them all the records, gave them to,
1: to all the DJs. And then and, all the
0: local DJs was like, yo, this is popping. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And then you were like, yo, I got to get this on New York and LA radio and shit.
1: Listen, at that point, it was up to the label because I was just doing Miami shit at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, hey, we got the Boom I Got Your Girlfriend record. Mami negro took off and Danny was on the road with me because uh, initially Danny was the rapper on Mami negro uh-huh. Then I did a remix and, and I did it. But... uh me and Danny were in San Francisco, and I remember playing a club, and we came up with the next single that night, and the the song was called "Hump All Night," and it's on my first <laughs> and it's on my first DJ Laz album, self titled. Which, by the way, I look back at that album cover now, I'm like, what the fuck was I, I
5: thinking? <laughs> Yo, so you had free range to play whatever you wanted on the radio at the time, because it know, was that a lot, exist anymore. Listen, no, it was a
1: lot easier back then than now. You know what I'm saying? Now it's very corporate and all that shit. But yeah, back then, I mean, they trusted what I was bringing to the table and said, yo, let's just let Laz go. Dude, I had a mix out here that I would drive from Hollywood where I lived to Coral Gables where the radio station was Uh to do a set called Five Minutes with DJ Laz. (laughs) It got quiet as fuck (laughs) in here. I know, yeah. Five (laughs) Minutes with DJ Lass became the most popular feature Every night at eight o'clock, five minutes with DJ Les. And it was one of those things I would just booty record, booty record, booty record. Ah, dude, I, I would in five minutes I'd probably drop 40 songs. Wow. Shit. Damn. That's crazy. Insane.
0: Man. What was the mixing style out here in
1: Miami? For for the booty stuff, you know what? I'm I'm gonna pat myself on the back. I created the whole fucking just slamming the records in mm. type deal. Quick mix. Quick mix.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I would play a record. If it was a hook. And a verse, it was a lot. You know what I'm saying? But people love that style because it was a different song. Boom, 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 hitting you over the head. And it it's I love it because I hear other people do it and I'm like, oh shit. Oh shit.
0: Where did where did that where did that come from, do you think? Just dude. Just, just the crowd wanting to hear just the good parts of like the chorus of the That
1: the and, and me as a DJ, I just I didn't. I hate to let records play that long. Then once you get heavy in radio, they say, "No, you got to let the, you know the program director. You got to let the record play because the girls want to sing along to the songs. <laughs> you know that kind of shit." I'm like, "Listen, the girls here for for what we're doing right now. The girls want to shake their ass. Yeah, uh-huh. they ain't trying to sing anything else except for shake that ass, bitch, and let me see, see what, what you got. got. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they wanted. By the yeah. way, rest in peace, Kid Money." Oh yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, dude, it's
2: crazy. Dude. I love the white executive voice he just put on, by the way. <laughs> uh,
1: yes, uh, Laz, <laughs> listen, I need to talk to you for a second.
2: Um, the, really funny. This
1: whole, uh, but you call it booty music, right? Yeah, um, it's it's not testing. Well, go to the club, motherfucker. You'll see a test. Did you get a lot of? Did you get a lot of heat for that, buddy? I got. I, let me tell you something. I got so much heat for playing shit that. Corporate America didn't want to play. I got so much heat for playing Pitt. Pitbull, really? Dude. Dude. First of all, I'm like Pitt's unofficial uncle. Yeah, okay? Yeah, I, yeah. I started, you play like Pitbull. You, you like
3: made him popular. You yeah. You started playing his music definitely. Game. definitely. One of definitely. the first DJs to do so. A
1: hundred percent. And I remember Uncle Luke introduced me to Pitt. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So Luke hits me up. He's like, Les, I need you to meet this little light-skinned Chico, light eyes, da da da, Cuban kid. And then I say, "Oh, bring him to the studio." Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Pitt walks through the door. Hey, when was this? Ooh, had be like two thousand two, two
2: thousand one, maybe two thousand
1: one. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe ninety nine, two thousand, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember him. I'm awful with fucking timelines, huh? Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I remember him bringing him into the studio. Laz, I want you to meet Pitt. Da-da-da-da-da. We started talking. And there was something about Chico, which he has to this day. It's that it factor, which a lot of people do not possess. Uh-huh. Certain people possess that it factor, that when you walk in the room, you command attention. That was Chico. He's not the polished Chico you see today. Mm-hmm. But under all them suits, that motherfucker's still Chico. Yeah. You got what I'm saying? But at... He brought him in. He plays this song for me. I think a record was called Lollipop. He had a record with Luke called Lollipop back in the day. And we start shooting the shit. And I'm telling him, I'm like, hey, Chico, yo, here's my number. Hey, do you mind if I send you stuff? And I'm like, bro, send me whatever the fuck you want. And I'll let you know. I'll let you know when that motherfucking record is the record. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, cool, boom. So he starts sending me music. And probably sent me I'm, I'm gonna guesstimate 10 12 songs and every time he would send me one he was expecting me to be like this is it i'd be like not yet he's like are you fucking serious <laughs> <laughs> he was dead ass he was like yo for real i'm like trust me chico I'll, I'll, I'll tell you and then some time went by sends me some more sends me some more and then he sends me a song called oye Mm-hmm. Okay, which was on the Fast and the Furious soundtrack. That,
5: oh, yeah, look. No. You
1: know, no, 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 no. That, that was called Toma. Okay. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. later on. Okay. This was, oh, yeah, my man. then the fucking night. <laughs> say, oh, yeah, my man. Like that. Yeah. And as soon as I heard the, oh, yeah, I go, oof. I called him and I go, Chico, I think we might have one here. He's like, are you fucking serious? And I'm like, yeah. So that afternoon I played that song because I was doing afternoons at the time, which, by the way, best time to be on the fucking radio, just so you know, because mm-hmm. you can fuck around, hang out all night, sleep in the day, and then go to work in the middle of the day. <laughs> fucking best. <laughs> Your life changes when you do morning radio. Uh, but I remember playing the song and, dude, fucking phone lines lit up. And I called Chico. I'm like, yo people of love. He's on oh, my phone hasn't stopped. My phone hasn't stopped. I go, I'm telling you, trust me. I got a bad leg. I got a good ear. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the beginning. And off of that song regionally, he started doing, I mean, I remember he just, we just talked about this the other day. Um, he got his first show, 1500 bucks. And it was off because the record was being played in the mixes on the radio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And was the show in Miami? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Miami local show. People And people were calling me, yeah, who's this kid? Who's this kid? Who's this kid? And I'm like, oh shit, okay. Mm. What are we
2: playing? Is at? it Sith? That's what it says, Pitbull All Year. <laughs> 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 what, what streaming service do you have? <laughs> there you
0: go. And you just had to drag it a little. There bit. you
5: go.
3: <laughs> Was this
0: before his. What was his first single? It was like, Damn It Man. It was it like really yeah, hip hop? Right? This is before. This that. is before no, This is before. This is the
3: first. I'm going to say, Tome was
0: like. No, 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 no. He not had, at all. He had a hip hop single. He sounded like a Damn legit- Damn It Man. Well, no, no. Listen. Damn It Man, right? You're okay, tie- right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, yeah. And, then Damn we were, it, man. and I was like, it wasn't until he. I didn't even know who it was. And I was like, Pitbull. I thought it was like a black dude. It could have yeah. been anybody. And it wasn't until he started embracing like a little bit of a Latin sound. Where he started to pop a little bit. Well, way, see, you know? here
1: in Miami, he was popping with that. That's the original Pitbull from back in the day. He's got a record called 305 Anthem Yeah, that fucked people up. But th- this is what I loved about uh, and still love to this day about Pit. His fucking work ethic is insane. Mm-hmm. I remember, and I'll give you the list of songs that we did. Remember when Welcome to Atlanta came out? Yes. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker hit me up and he's like, yo, you got an instrumental of this? And I'm like, shit, let me look. I'm looking through the vinyl and I'm like, fuck. The fuck I do. He said, yo, let me get that. The next day, that motherfucker brought me a song called Welcome to Miami, which is the next day, which is the song that pretty much solidified him in the motherfucking, in the street. Mm. People are like, yo, who the fuck is this guy? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because he was saying some shit on there that, that just blew everybody away. Then he created his own lane. Once he figured out, yo, I got the formula, fuck this. Uh he asked me, remember Shake, Shake, Shakey, Shake, Shake. Yeah, yeah. da yeah. George yeah. Krantz. Mm-hmm. He asked me, hey, do you have this song called Dindada? I go, Yeah, I got it for sure. I got it. Vinyl in the Hey, let me get that. Boom, give him that one. Um Gulo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gulo came from the rhythm that Mr. Vegas had. Yeah. Cul- yeah. Called yeah. Pula. Yeah. Pula. And Chico was listening to the radio, Coolie Dance Rhythm, right? It's the, the Cooley, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yeah. mm-hmm. yes. The coolie Dance Rhythm. that Mister Vegas had a had a big record on. Everybody was using and the rhythm. Yeah. Sky, 100. Everybody, everybody. Yeah, everybody. But he heard me say "culo" on the air, and he hits me up and he goes, "Yo, do you have that instrumental?" And I go, "Yeah." He said, "Let me get that real quick." Yeah. 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 Let's go. Let's go. He's in the studio, which, by the way. Danny D that I, you know, Boom I Got Your Girlfriend and the one that I did uh, Mommy Negro with. Yep. Introduced Pit to Little John on South Beach one night. Mm-hmm. Walking down the street. I was going to ask when yeah. did the when did the Little John intro that, come that, through? That's yeah. how it happened. Danny D was uh, chilling with John. Runs into Pit and says, yo, my nigga, hey, I want you to meet such and such. Da, 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 da. Boom, boom. And hey, nice to meet you. Uh, Chico was uh, been there in the studio and Chico was recording this song. He was recording Kulo. Mm-hmm. John was in the other studio doing another song. Walks by the studio and hears this. Oh. And says. So this is how they linked up. That's that's how it that happened. Oh, wow. You know what's
2: yeah. funny? I saw Pitbull on uh, on Lil Jon's MTV Cribs, like on the side of a fucking booth. He's like, oh, he's the up next. He's up next. My boy from Miami, whatever. Pitbull.
1: Yeah. yeah. And he walked by the studio, heard the song. He's like, yo, I got to get on that. I got to get on. I don't know what the fuck you're saying, but I love it. Yeah. And he said, what's cool? He said, ass. Oh, I definitely got to get on that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, but, but the first version that came out was without, without um, Little John, right? It was just Pitbull by himself.
1: I want to say that not even the, ver- I don't think the song ever came out without John. I think he had sent me, no, I don't, you know what, fuck, I don't, I don't think so. I think mm-hmm. that John was on it from Rip because he was in the studio recording it that night. Mm-hmm. And John jumped on it.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, because I have the vinyl version uh-huh. on my computer. I thought it
1: was that. By thing. the way, you could be fucking right. Uh-huh.
0: You could. I thought people had put
3: it out on the mixtape first, and then Lil Jon came in and did the remix and added it
1: I, on. And that's when the vinyl right. came By the on. way, you I think you might be, he right. be, I think yeah, he be right on it, yeah. that. Yeah, I think it's been a long fucking time, dog. <laughs> but yeah, so so you got Kulo. Then you got oh uh, yeah. Well Oya came Oya was the first one Okay Right off rip So when was
0: Damn It Man Where, Cause yeah, that I'm was That was the first single I ever received from People yeah, on vinyl was IBT, uh, records. Yeah, TVT, TVT, yeah TV,
5: it
3: was IBT Yeah TVT, 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 TVT records TVT's the card He said TVT's the card
0: But it was like Down this South shit Is the first shit. one you heard? This is the first single Oh shit
2: I heard this one after kool
0: I heard this first, too, because
5: I was an intern at the radio station at the time. Look at that.
1: yeah. Nah, and, and nah. you know, the, the crazy part is Pitt, growing up, was always such a fan of the Miami Booty Shaking scene.
5: Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? Because he would hear all these songs, and, you know, Luke, which fucking Luke helped him out tremendously, mm-hmm. but the Miami Booty Shaking scene was serious down here, mm-hmm. and then... I know I got a couple of New York motherfuckers in the, in the podcast right now, but yeah. I'm going to say something. Yeah, go ahead. New, yes. New, New York boys used to come down here and be like, yo, man, fuck this booty shit. Fuck this and fuck that and play some hip hop, son. Yo, son, play some nah, hip hop. I used to say
0: that Yeah, <laughs> man. Not <laughs> until this happened. Why well, he had to put the not mean. <laughs> in no, no. It was <laughs> <a tribute.
1: laughs> He wasn't saying not mean back <laughs> in, in those oh, days. Man. Oh. Come on. <laughs> yo, <mean>. then <laughs> all that shit was happening until... Two girls would start shaking their ass to a booty shaking set. You're right. <laughs> All the shit talking stopped. All the shit talking stopped. They were like, yo, I love this Miami booty shit. Look at this shit. <laughs>
0: yo he absolutely right man yeah <laughs> he's
1: right i lived That's it, it <laughs> i lived it I, I saw it and then i'd be like hey what's up new york sun he's like no i like this miami shit dog i like this miami shit man. i just start fucking
0: with it so i started seeing the videos i was about to say that yeah, man because fletch, fletch
1: was playing it on the radio
3: and i'm thinking to myself why is fletch playing this miami bullshit man <laughs> until i started seeing the videos and I'm like, okay now. I get it, I get it, it is, now. This is, this is, I, like, yeah. I, I, I want gu- like, like to go to Luke party. Oh, Yo, Luke. no, no, no lie. Luke. The
5: LA, the LA house party scene, like Luke was popping. Oh God, yes. Like popping in LA. I was young. I had an older sister, so I would follow her around. I must have
1: been like, did you watch your older before. sister booty shake? No, whoa, whoa. Hey. Dude, control I told you this is gonna be a lot of fun podcast. Yeah. Like, don't invite last to a party. Look at him, bring some booty shaking. Yeah, I know. That's the first thing
2: you say. You should, we should have some naked girls in the we pool. Oh, cool. Hey, you want to? You want to boost it's, the uh, the too, amount of views and shit? It's
3: never too late, man. Right? Yeah. Like,
1: don't, don't. my homes over there. Dog. I'm just saying. Just one thing about about Miami is people know how to have a good time. You yeah, know? you know what I'm saying. They know how to have a good time, and if you lived through that, that and by the way, no have, Can I borrow your phone for one second, please? Sure. This is what's killed people having a good time.
0: The oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Looking
1: at them instead of actually enjoying the fucking moment. What you? I am so happy that this shit did not did not exist in the nineties. In the nineties, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have had the time of our lives. No yeah.
2: fucking way. Two Live Crew were not had all the fucking covers. Bro, no
1: way. Bro, to experience what was happening at the club, I had a club called Zippers. Okay? (laughs) I had a club called Zippers. Like you owned the club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a bad dude. I've done it all. What year is this? Woo, shit. Late, late 99, early 2000s.
0: Mm, That's a great
1: time to have a club. It was. (laughs) What was the location (laughs) at? (laughs) There, where Scarlett's is today. Scarlet's is a strip club very close to where we're doing this podcast. I'm just saying for the after party. But,
2: <laughs> yeah, he of uh, my dude. uncle.
1: So <laughs> but I'm just saying. Uh, and, and it was a club that was owned by three guys. They invested their money in it. They couldn't get a person in it. They were open for six weeks. I had another club that was called Uptown before I went and did zippers. So I had a partner in Uptown. All of a sudden, I'm out of town doing a, a fucking DJ gig somewhere. When I come back, clubs burnt down. Wow. <laughs> shit, clubs burnt down. My fucking record crates, all my record collection, because it was my shit. Yeah. Motherfucking partner torched the fucking club because he was having issues with his wife. Man. I get back and I start getting phone calls from the cops. I had to go in for an interview. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And so, you know, they were like, okay, well, clearly you didn't have anything to do with it. Uh, good. But now I had no club. Yeah, Somebody tells me about these guys at Zippers that they're down to their last two weeks worth of promotion money. And they're they, going to have to close the doors. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I go I have a meeting with them. And I say, hey, dude, you want to do something? I had this club. I was doing 1,200 people a night. Man, if you could do that here. I said, the only way I'm doing that here is if I'm a, I'm a partner. Mm-hmm. Where, do you, where do we sign? Get the papers. Here's a napkin. And the first night we opened up, we did 1,300 people in the club. Wow, man. And then we had a four-year run, which was amazing. Because this is is a ways away from South Beach, though.
0: I mean, from like... Yeah,
1: but South Beach... By the way, South Beach... Is publicized and you see all the shit on, you know, yeah, in yeah. New York. Oh, come to Miami. Come to South Beach. Come right. Here. Yeah. And you know, L.A. Come to South Beach.
0: When I when I went to Miami, when I first time I went to Miami it was we had to stay on South Beach. We had to get yeah, a hotel. Yeah, we South had to Coast be on Coast. South Beach. Because Coast. you, you got experience. Yeah. It. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But the real fun. That's not the real Miami. No,
1: it. the real fun happens outside of that shit. That's that's tourist town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? God it's bless them. Mangoes, amazing. Ten million dollars a year, but they cater to. The tourists. So a tourist lands here, they get to their hotel and you got the concierge. I got the perfect place for you to go tonight. Mangoes and da. But, but that's not the real Miami. You going to go to the real Miami. You gotta get out of that shit. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. You know
1: what I'm saying? So here, here we are back in the day, got, you know, got zippers going. And there were so many, put it this way, I had the crowd that the other clubs did not want. I had 17 off-duty cops every time I opened. But people knew how to have a good time. Mm-hmm. People knew how to party. Yeah, we had our fights here and there and like any other fucking club. But it was amazing. And, and that's when the booty shit was popping. I had a booty contest on a Tuesday night that I used to give $1,000 away every Tuesday night. But I can't even tell you the shit that they walked through the door <laughs> with. Girls came from all over Palm Beach, uh, way, way, way down south in Homestead, duffel bags. Just imagine what was in the duffel bag from <laughs> the a, toy store. For, I'm just saying.
2: From the toy store. To I'm have. just
1: saying. <laughs> for the booty shaking contest. For the booty shaking contest. <laughs> wow. Yeah, back in the, that's why I'm glad there was no fucking phones. <laughs> yeah, I sure. mean,
0: If, if you want to see some shit, like go on YouTube and, and look at some old, like, Two Live Crew, Two yeah. Live Crew, Luke Campbell, Spring Break yeah, shit. It's fucking crazy, yo. If you at, want at, to see something even crazy, you could do Pornhub. <laughs> yeah. Pornhub put Luke <laughs> Yeah, There you, there go. you yeah. go. Yeah, you
1: want to get nasty. <laughs> right? but, but, dude, it, it, was, it was fun. People had a good time. It was crazy, yes, but you had to be there to experience it. Now everybody wants to show you the fun they're not having. You know what I'm saying? But pretend like they're having no hundred percent. Yeah. They're like, oh my god, look at me! I'm doing this. I'm doing... Bitch, if you were really having a good time, you put your fucking phone down.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's ultimately going to kind of Oof. not destroy the nightclub scene, but it's definitely it's got to revamp. It's going to revamp it. You I, know what I mean? I,
1: I think it kind of has already. Yeah. Honestly, I think the yeah. nightclub scene has been killed by this whole fucking social media phone. Put it up and show everybody what I'm not doing. And ready, it's an evil necessity though. Yeah. In the business that we're in as DJs, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. it is an evil necessity because we have to promote what the fuck we're doing, mm-hmm. where we're at, da, da, da. But on the same token, it's like, dude, I'm, I'm going to show you where I'm at. Then come and just have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to sit there and film the whole fucking night instead of concentrating on what I'm doing because to me, the best feeling in the world about being a DJ is you're in control. That whole club is revolving around you and what you're playing and what you're doing there's no better feeling on the planet than when you're rocking a fucking club and you throw in a song and people lose their minds, you did that. Mm -hmm. That's the shit that I try to tell, you know, not these button pushers these days because there's a lot of people that call themselves DJs that are not fucking DJs. You know what I'm saying? I I believe that if you didn't live through that culture and at least start out at a, if you don't know what the fuck a turntable is, we got a problem. (laughs) We got a problem.
0: So do you think it's important that all DJs pretty much know at least to learn to spin on a turntable and everything like that?
1: I would love that. I would love that. Don't get me wrong. Technology is our friend and is our enemy. Ready? Technology allows me not to break my fucking back carrying seven crates of records to an event. Mm
0: -hmm. That was never cool. That was not fun. Not fun at all. That was the worst part. And then traveling was the worst.
1: Oh, God. Remember, they didn't charge for bags back then. They didn't? No! Well, at least when I was doing it. Yeah, no. I carry crates and you put But them. I,
0: I've heard horror stories where they would lose a crate or oh, lose two funny. crates. Oh for sure. Yeah.
1: For sure. When people figured out that that's a fucking DJ, that's why I never put my name on a fucking crate. Ever. This shit was black.
0: Oh, so you're saying the... St-
1: the the stickers, you know, remember everybody used to yeah, put yeah, stickers yeah. from this and that yeah, yeah, yeah. last? But, oh, yeah, yeah. no.
0: but you don't think those record crates got lost? You think they got...
1: Someone took them from the... Buddy, from a record crate doesn't disappear without <laughs> somebody <laughs> taking it. That shit is heavy. Okay, disappear. that shit does not just disappear. No, no way in hell. Uh, you know, people caught on the game. are like, oh, shit, that's got that and that and that. Oh, mm-hmm. I bet you I could sell this on a... Yeah. Wow. Dude, I, I was leaving a club in Miami. Brought the crate out to the curb. Right here. Literally. The curb was right there and it was 10 feet away. I turned around. When I turned back around, Crate was gone.
0: <laughs> like that? <laughs> like that.
1: Damn. Fucking Houdini.
0: What was your people's? What was your, yeah. your Crate Trying ass? to pick up the booty shaking bitches that were in the
1: contest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? Damn, that man. was
0: like the come up though for every DJ who wanted to come up you got to carry, you know, Oh, hundred percent. You gotta you, you the gotta OG's crates. Damn right, you gotta yeah. earn your stripes. That's like a rite of passage.
1: You know what I'm almost. saying? But but look at look what came from it. You're helping out the DJ, carrying crates, setting up equipment, this and that. When I'm playing, this motherfucker free reign and all the girls are coming to us.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm with the DJ line. Exactly. It's
1: like <laughs> it's like fishing in a bucket. Yeah. And that that's exactly what happened. So these guys would get like the perks of oh shit, we get to hang out and oh look at that one and ooh and then they get laid and they're like oh my god I love Laz. <laughs> I can't tell you how many people I got laid and how many people oh my god bro forget it
3: but then you kind of start off that way also when you started DJing
1: I did I was matter of fact I helped my brother but it was family yeah see mm-hmm. now I'm gonna give you a little backstory on, on Laz. um well, I guess, you you
0: I, you've got a very interesting childhood, I childhood yeah. story I do I do yeah
1: and and it's a And hopefully whoever's listening to this, it'll inspire you and never let anything hold you back.
3: Mm. Mm -hmm.
1: Because at the end of the day, I wasn't supposed to walk. Yeah. Yeah. I was supposed to lay flat in a bed my entire life. That's what they told my mom when I was born. I saw that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: And well, it's like at three months, right? They uh, what do you call it? They, you had seventeen surgeries or well, something I, I, crazy. I, I don't right? know
1: what. the timeline, I love to know her. I'm gonna Google myself <laughs> out there. Leave
3: this. you'd be
1: like, damn, yeah. <laughs> but I was born right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My mom, my brothers and sisters were born in Cuba. My mom was 37 years old when she had me. Mm. So all of a sudden, oh shit, you're pregnant. Oh, that was unexpected. Okay, well, boom, gives birth. And the bottom of my feet were touching my chest. Bottom. Think about that for a second. The head got quiet. Wait, the wait, bottom. I, so your foot, because this is on film and all that shit yeah. too. The bottom, like this, mm. touching my chest. I was both, just resting like that. On both legs. Yeah, just there. So I have no joints. I didn't borrow you for a second. Push my arm back. Yeah, I don't no. want to hit you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I won't hit because it, it won't go back. I have no oh, joints. Wow. Oh wow. So when I'm on the phone and shit, it's like, you know, yo, what up? Oh. And oh my god, that's some cool hip hop shit. I had a white girl tell me that one day. She's like, <laughs> oh my God. I fucking love the way you hold your phone. Is that like some cool hip hop shit? It's like, no, it's having no joint shit, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real. <laughs> Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> For real. There's fucking oh videos God. in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. And dude it, it it's just insane so here's the doctor comes and he tells my mom that does look fucking cool though The are holding the shit uh, yeah and by the way hang out with me hang out with me for one week you'll be holding your phone the same fucking way I just got, that shit. it's happened to all my friends yeah it's happened to all pa- my press on your phone now and just hold it for the camera guys. that's nice, that's
0: you. literally how i hold a, like one of my boys phone that like, i know like, is a dirty no. motherfucker because
1: like, no. this arm don't bend it i compensate with my wrist uh-huh so i'm like yo what up
3: that shit look that cool as hell. Fly. Yeah. That's some cool hip that, hop. <laughs> that shit look fly as fuck. Right? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, again,
1: Laz is feeling himself. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm the fucking phone. motherfucker. <laughs> so here comes the Wait, doctor. is that the
2: reason why you do voice text as well?
1: Oh, no, I'm just fucking lazy. Okay, cool, okay.
2: Because <laughs> I saw him do that. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe, yeah. No,
1: I figured that shit out, and fat fingers suck. Yeah, okay. I hit three of them at the same time. I'm like, yo, I'm just using my voice. And I love how people tell me, you can actually do that, and it, it does it perfectly? I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, you're a radio guy. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, no, just fucking talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so doctor comes in, tells mom, hey, listen, your son was born with a birth defect. I hate to be the one to bring the bad news to you, but your son will never walk. Mm. He'll lie flat in a bed his entire life. Fuck. He won't sit. He won't stand. He won't walk. My mother says, do me a favor. Don't ever repeat what you just just said to me. Don't ever repeat that to anybody. Definitely, she said, don't tell my husband because he doesn't have the faith that I have. So my mom said about my dad. The doctor says, ma'am, mind you, this is a very long time ago. Right. I'll be 48 December 2nd. So 47 years ago, they were like, what the fuck is that? That was a Cuban pretzel. Put mustard (laughs) on me, tell me at the fair. You know what I'm saying? Yo, for real. This shit was like this. So cool. The doctor says, ma'am, whatever you want, boom, leaves. Now this is the part of the podcast that's going to get a little serious and then we'll get back to fucking around. So mom's in the hospital bed thinking crazy shit. She's got... Two daughters, my brother, and now me. They're perfect. Now they're telling her that I'm never going to walk. Mm. Mom sitting in a uh, hospital room by herself. She says that Jesus appears in front of her. All her hair stood up. Back of her neck. Na- I mean, everywhere. She was like in awe. She said, this is what he said. Have faith in me. Your son will walk. Don't believe what the doctors are saying. Gone. Imagine imagine that. Manifesting in front of you. My mother said, I don't know what just happened. I know what just happened, but I can't believe it just happened. That's when she said, I'm going to name him Lazaro. And this is very Cuban of me. But this is St. Lazaro. Mm -hmm. This is the saint of healing. Mm. So that's when she said, I'm going to name him Lazaro. And I'm going to make a promise to St. Lazaro through the man up top that if he walks, I'm going to get a dress made out of burlap potato sack (laughs) and wear it for a year. Day in and day out. Check this shit out. So one day she says she's home. And I was doing exactly what the doctor said I'd be doing. Lying flat in bed. You know, I was in the crib. My mom was doing dishes or some shit. Mm -hmm. And she said that she looks over. And I sat up. Mm -hmm. Mom's like, hold up. Calls the doc. Doc? Laz is sitting. Mrs. Mendez, oh, my God, that's a miracle. Congratulations. Get me posted. Cool. Now, to her, this is a huge fucking thing. Right. To him, he's probably thinking the bitch is crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. She calls the doc back. Doc, Laz is standing in the crib. Mrs. Mendez, oh my God, I don't know what to say. Hang on one second. What's wrong with- hey, if this bitch calls again, I'm busy, okay? <laughs> okay, yeah, it's Taloca. All right. No, his fucking... <laughs> fucked up. Okay. His <laughs> fucking voices are crazy. Hang on, don't say shh. <laughs> And say what, (laughs) Mrs. Mendez? Yes, please keep me posted. Let me know. Da 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 da. Cool. Some time goes by. Calls the doc back. She goes, Doc, Laz just walked. Mm. Doctor says, Mrs. Mendez, do me a favor. Check yourself into a mental institution. It is physically impossible for your son to walk. He has no joints. She goes, Oh, so I'm crazy. He goes, you need help. Oh, I'm on my way to the hospital. So she pulled up to the hospital. Mm -hmm. There was a gang of people outside. Mind you, you know, my calves are in a fucking jar somewhere. So when we pull up, 200 people outside, doctor takes me out, sets me down on the ground and all fucked up. Wow. I walked to the dock, took, you know, took steps. So the fucking doctor felt that his knees didn't move for 20 minutes. Because imagine everything that he had learned, everything that he had studied, everything he read, every video he saw, every, you know, just everything. I just defied all that shit. So now this motherfucker's like, Yo, I don't know what happened. But now that it happened, now let's go. Yeah. And that's when all the surgeries started. And I don't know the timeline I don't know what what you Googled But I don't even know I was a baby So But I got You know 17 Surgery scars All the way down the back of the leg On the foot Over here I got them everywhere But you know what It's made me who I am Mm
4: -hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying So I turned Sort of like Pitt A negative into a positive I said okay fuck I limp Can't get rid of it I'm gonna call myself The pimp with the limp I've always been a ladies man I've been a very blessed motherfucker in that department <laughs> because what I lack in physical ability I have in personality mm-hmm. and at the end of the day you make a bitch laugh you feed her and you fuck her you got her
0: damn that's, Jane, that's your that's, that's my game mom game. <laughs> <laughs> you that, no, I've been saying that i been saying that for the for forever <laughs> you know if I'm you can make that? it and you, you,
2: you treat her to some good tacos you her <laughs> <my laughs> I'm Mexican so, so I don't know. tell you what to
1: <laughs> for sure that's but fucking insane. That's, that's crazy. a crazy story, right? That's yeah. uh, it's inspiring. It's real, one man. of the
0: most beautiful stories I've heard. Oh, you know you what I mean? Yeah. Thank you, Honestly, But, but it's,
1: yeah. hey, listen. One thing about me is I'm real. The yeah. same lads that you get on the radio, is the same lads here. I just get to talk more because corporate radio now is you know it'll yeah. play the music. You get x amount of time in between. Uh, I get it, but here we're just that's why podcasts are great. You're just having a good time shooting the shit with people who do basically the same thing you do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, to be a DJ is something special,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and and we're blessed to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. So that that's the beauty of it, and especially here in in Miami. I, I travel. I do you know DJ gigs out of the country. I got a residency in the Bahamas, and I I, I love that because you get to see different people and how they react to what you're doing. That's the coolest shit on the planet.
0: Well, I I thought, I think also what's great. It's like you telling us that, you know, you're 48. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm, I, I, just think when I was younger, we didn't see that older generation of DJs. And at some point, some of the club DJs that I grew up listening to, they, I think they thought they had to retire and get a real job. And now we're starting to see it like, you know, the generations I look up to, uh, you know, they're, they're still DJing. As and long you as know. you
1: stay up on your game. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You stay up on your game and you stay, try to stay as relevant as possible. And again, I'm not going to go, look, my, my 14-year-old son is DJing now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. To me, it's a very proud parent moment. But I'm not going to go and try to DJ his 14-year-old fucking friend's party because that's not the music I'm into. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but my son so I'm selling the shit out of my son. I'm pimping my son right now. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> my, son, my son did two gigs this weekend. You know what I'm saying? So know, know your role, but just be good at, at, at the craft. Mm-hmm. Know how to make people have a good time. And there's a lot of DJs. I don't know if everybody will agree with me on this, but some DJs play for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't You can't ask me to play <laughs> shit. I ain't playing shit. The, I'm I'm not that guy. You can end up, you ask me for a stupid song. I'm gonna tell you it's a fucking stupid song. <laughs> not gonna play. But you gotta play for the crowd. You know what I'm saying? You make everybody happy, and then in, in between making everybody happy is when you weave in and you you teach them on some new shit. But you weave them, and maybe that's the radio mentality for me. Mm-hmm. But I I love like I, on globalization now. I do Saturday mornings, dude. That is my musical therapy. Because if I wake up in the mood to do, you know what? I ain't done a fucking 90s hip-hop mix in a minute. And I just get in that zone. I'm rocking 90s hip-hop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I wake up one day and I say, ah, hey, sun is shining. I saw a good booty uh, last night at the club. I'm doing a Miami booty shake mix. Boom. Yeah. I do that. And, and what I love, this is the part I do love about social media. You can see reaction from around the world mm-hmm. on what you're doing. So, if people have an access to be able to listen to what's happening, what you're doing, do forget about it. And then you, you see the instant gratification for them. They're like, oh my God, I can't get out of my car because you're fucking, every, every time I think it's over, boom, you hit me with another one. I can't get out of my car. I'm late to work. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To me, that's the best shit on the planet. But that, that part I do love social media for and to promote yourself and everything. But when you're in the moment, man, be in the moment. Live that shit.
0: Yeah, so I'm trying to say. You you mentioned uh, DJs that play for themselves. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed more of those kind of DJs emerging in the last ten years, five years, or you know?
1: I would say there's a niche crowd. Yeah. For for them, that people that go specifically because they don't know what they're gonna, or they know what they're gonna get, but it ain't gonna be like mainstream. Some people have it against mainstream radio, and oh my god, you can't play anything that's on the radio. You're fucking that's whack. That's it. No. To me, that's not the case. To me, if you rock a fucking party, you gotta know how to read the crowd and go left and right. And I, ha- and I have seen DJs that stick to their own thing. Look, uh one of one of to me, one of the best DJs on the planet, Craze. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Craze. I, I, when I get a call from Craze and he's like, Laz, I, I want you to come do this um this party with me. I'm like, yeah, dog, whatever you need. And then I walk in, and this motherfucker starts doing this. I'm like, "Bro, you need to stop. <laughs> I should be doing this shit to you." You know what I'm saying? But Crazy's on a different fucking planet. Talk about intricate and just a bad motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one of my buddies who just passed away, and it sucks. Um, Exotic E. Mm-hmm. Exotic E was one of the nastiest white boys. Dude, I used to take Exotic E on the road with me when I was doing the shows because Texas was a huge market for Laz and my booty music. And I would go and do shows, and I'd be like, EJ, come on. You know, you be my DJ. I need somebody to play the shit while I'm out there fucking rapping and shit. And he would go, and I would, he would go in an ACDC shirt, just not looking the part. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then people are like, oh, this kid's going to be whack. and And then murder it. And people are like, but there's a time and a place for the battle style DJ. Yeah, yeah. You can't be a battle style DJ and work on radio and do your battle routine on the air. it get gone.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: It, just, it won't work. Um, but there's all types of different DJs. And to me, it's the the technique of it and, and how much passion you're putting into what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, I'm not the guy To play for myself If I see that some shit Ain't working I'm gonna switch it up To something that is working
0: But usually the DJ Who comes up Like let's say A radio DJ Or a club DJ Right They In order for them to You know Move up the ladder Gain success Gain notoriety They have to please the crowd Yes uh, Then there's There's like you know there's like battle style DJs, you know, like Craze being an exception, extremely talented. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. That's. I don't know if he's never from a different out. planet. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would say those DJs that kind of they uh they're, where their talent got showcased or maybe they built a social media following from routines. Those are the guys that tend to play for not for themselves, but they tend <clears throat> well, to create
1: their own kind of well, wave of I th- music. Th- right? I think, yeah, I think they're creating their own lane. Yeah. But I, I also think that the people that are going to that event, yeah, are going to see exactly, exactly. what he's doing. They're ex- trying to experience that. That. Yeah. Exactly right. Where if you put Craze, and which, by the way, Craze can do it all, but he loves his you know routine shit. Yeah, like he's a monster. He's like a he's like a Miles Davis, with yeah, hundred percent. You know yeah. Yes. Yes. But people go there with that in mind, like I'm going to watch the baddest motherfucker create some intense shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where if you don't know craze and you're going to the club to dance, have a good time, you might be a little like, whoa, what the fuck is this? Right. Yeah. You know, admire the technique and the talent. But after that, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to go someplace where they're playing some songs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, it creates, you definitely have to create a niche. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think that's something that now
0: that's been able to open up, where there is a market for that? There's like a market for that, or do you think there's always nah, listen, been a market for that? I
1: think there's a market for everything. You just got to find right. the people that enjoy what you're doing.
0: But more and more, the DJ club scene or the the festival scene or whatever you, the market has opened up a little bit wider than let's say well, fifteen years ago. Well, right? Listen,
1: DJs are superstars. Yeah, DJs are artists. Mm-hmm. DJs walk into a place now and it's not, oh, it's not the DJ behind the fucking booth. Oh, my God. That's, you know, Calvin Harris. Ah! You know, that kind of shit. And they're superstars. And that's exactly the way we got. And we got and we got to do it. Not sell ourselves short either. Mm -hmm. Yo, We know what we bring to the table. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yo, You could go ahead and book the two hundred dollar DJ. Have fun. I'll be across the street. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just is. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. I see some of these cats are button pushers, and uh, uh, all right, I'll do it for 150. Okay, have fun. So
0: you're seeing that in this? I mean, there's always been cut, undercutters in the scene. Yeah, but when you have a brand,
1: yeah. and that that is the difference. Yeah, that is, create a brand. So for anybody who's watching this, this podcast, listening to it, make yourself a brand where. They can't take that from you. Even if the guy comes to undercut and he's gonna, but he's he's a guy in a booth that nobody fucking knows playing music. When you're a brand, when you walk into a place, oh shit, that's that's such and such or that's such and such. Oh, you know what I'm saying? That's when you become. Dude, I've been I think about it now. I've been doing this fucking thirty years.
0: Hmm.
1: <laughs> a long fucking time.
0: That's a. Uh... That's something you know. I t- I take my hat off to you. Like that's yeah, that's something like we. I really look right. up to the long the longevity, the sustainability. You and do then, have you to know, change with the times. You do, and you, you got to adapt. Which is, which is, you know,
3: which is a problem with a lot of older DJs. They're not adapting
1: to the newer music. Uh, listen, my the new hip hop is not my favorite. Mm-hmm. But I learn now. I learn shit in that genre from my son. So I got somebody teaching me. Uh-huh. But yeah, then yeah. I come home one day, and you know. My son's in the garage doing his thing, and I'm watching him on the cameras. This motherfucker's playing Miami Booty Shaking Records, and I'm Mm. laughing my ass off. How did you you teach
0: your son to DJ? Bro,
1: the funny part is I
0: didn't. You didn't?
1: No. Check this shit out. No, wait, 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 wait. All my kids, I swear to God.
0: YouTube
2: Academy probably taught him.
1: Listen to me. He would watch. Oh, okay. My son would watch, and I never forced him. I never did anything. I would say he would come and, and mess around. And just you know, joking. But I would watch him watch me if I was doing you know recording a mix, whatever I was doing. He would just sit there and pick it up and mm. be like, mm. and then I'd I see him. See yeah. And then I'd see him when I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I'd look on the cameras on the phone, and I see this motherfucker in there, right. you know, doing his thing, and I'm like, mm, he likes it. See that? No DNA test needed for my son. Ready? Except for he <laughs> walks straight. Uh, <laughs> loves fishing. Yeah. That is my passion. Which, by the way. I'm going to take these fuckers out on the I boat. I was going to ask
3: you about the fishing thing because you said oh, we should
1: go on the water in the boat. 100% man. we should do that this week for sure. Oh, fuck, man. And, and film some of that shit so people can, <laughs> can enjoy Miami to view a little bit.
0: We might have to make some time for, to yeah. go on I, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think we might have to do that. Man. I'm just saying. But,
1: <laughs> fuck, now I lost my thought. God, God damn old. Like I said, no DNA tests needed. My, my, my son loves fishing, loves music, loves to DJ. Fucking great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Perfect. But I remember the first time I really put my son on the spot. Mm. Right. And he would just sit there and do a lot of cuts and scratches. And I'd be like, hey, that's cool. But that's not how you're going to rock. You got to learn how to fucking mix records together. And you can add that as an accent. Cool. But if you just sit there and Mm -hmm. the whole time, it's going to get old. So we were opening up for Pitt at the arena. Wow. My son was 12 years old. He's 14 now. And, you know, a lot of the shows for Pet, I, I go up, open up the show and, you know, so I'm doing my thing and I get on the mic and I tell everybody, hey, I got a special treat for y'all. This is my son's debut, you know, DJ Jesus. set, 17,000 <laughs> people yeah. at the American Airlines Arena. I'll send you the clip so you can put it in the video. Yeah, yeah. And my son's like, oh shit. Bro, 12 years old, he goes out there. It was a quick minute, minute and a half, and he cut. But he also mixed in a record. Dude, when I tell you the arena lost their damn minds, and I think that moment in time for him mm-hmm. is what made him go, I kind of like this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This it's is cut. That, that
5: adrenaline rush. Yeah.
1: I mean, for, for me, still to this day. When you're rocking a crowd and you're rocking a party and people you, you're mixing a song and they scream, to me, that's still the best high on the planet.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. the best. You know what I'm
1: saying? You go, oh, damn. Yeah. Okay, I did that.
0: So at, at any point when he was, uh, what do you call it? At any point when you were seeing him practice and, and fuck around on the turntables, mm-hmm. was there anything where you wanted to intervene and show him how to do anything? Yes. At what, at what point were you like, let me show you how to do some stuff?
1: When I saw he got interested very much, like very much interested, I would help him and I'd teach him, okay, here, I need you to mix this. I want you, cut, I want you to do this. But... Then I found myself, I was a little overbearing.
0: Yeah, yeah that's, see, my, that's my biggest problem,
1: I don't want to be the overbearing I, I dude, turned, you know? I turned into that, and then I, I, I removed myself from the situation. So, you, I go, so you were aware saw it. I saw it. it, I, aware. I, 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 it yeah. Listen, while I was telling him, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I said. Don't say. tell him. Let him do his own thing. And, and what really did it was the night of his homecoming for his school. He's a freshman in high school now. Yeah. Okay brand new school he came from a, a, a small private school you know kindergarten through eighth grade mm-hmm. and here he is now at an amazing school called archbishop mccarthy and they say hey would you guys be interested in dj you know the, the homecoming dance so i'm not going to do anything half fast so the homecoming dance was at um the broward county convention center Mm-hmm. So I called a buddy so this, of mine. This is a big school. Oh, yeah, I know. There were 1,100 kids at homecoming. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay, I'll show you that video, too. 1,100 kids. Show me all that, bro. Listen to me. I tell my son, hey, do your thing. But then I'm like, I'm watching him. I'm like, one thing I had to tell him is, you're, play, you're playing the song too long. I went in his ears and you're playing the songs too long. Go move, move it along quicker. And then I walked off the stage but chorus, chorus, but chorus. the system <laughs> were you grabbing his arm and like? no, 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 no no, no. <laughs> no, because a buddy of mine Quan was there and he's like yo, don't fucking do it don't be that nitpicking dad don't do it and I'm like shit, okay I just told him in his ears he's playing the song to i move them on cool <laughs> and I walked off that's up. not too bad though man I don't right know was it like two know. verse two choruses type of shit? it was just too long like, for my taste I'm like ah, play fucking change the song <laughs> yeah. but the system that we brought out Which, by the way, I got to shout out my buddy, Tony, from True Audio. Mm -hmm. When I had called him, and, you know, we create relationships with people in the business and give them business. And, you know, one hand washes the other type deal. Mm -hmm. So I called him up and I told him, hey, my man, my son, he's in high school now. It's his freshman thing. I need you to do me a favor. I need a monster setup for this homecoming. Mm -hmm. Well, this motherfucker brought out a concert setup. Line array system, LED walls. I mean, you name it. Shit, I didn't have that at 14 years old. Yeah. I had a fucking DJ booth with two scoops and some blown tweeters. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the kids walk into this, you know, basically convention center, and they're like, oh, my God. And then as soon as the first song, it was just they felt it in their chest. Those kids partied all night. All night long, he was the talk at the time. I had the whole school going, when I say DJ, y'all say Julian. DJ, Julian. 1,100 kids. Wow. Freshmen. So freshmen. You, you was his hype man? I was his hype man. Nice. I played hype man. And then I played in between because I, did, I didn't want him to just, because I missed out on a lot of shit as a, as a DJ, as a kid. Hmm. Okay? I had 17 surgeries. I had pins in my knees. So I couldn't go out and do shit that other kids were doing. So, I didn't want him to. I never went to my homecoming. Yeah. I never went to a prom, but I DJ'd a lot of people's prom and homecoming here. I did grad night at Disney. I mean, you name it. You still wanted to have those memories and those experiences. Yeah. So, I didn't want him to miss out on being on that side and hanging out with his friends. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I would go, okay, you did 30 minutes. All right. Now, I'll do it. I'll play. But then when I call you on that mic, motherfucker, get up here because I, I ain't doing this shit. Yeah. But it, it, it was great. D- and it's was was fun like, to see.
2: DJ Julian to the booth, please. Oh, yeah. No,
1: no. It was like, for sure, Julian! The Cuban <laughs> <laughs> came out of him. <laughs> Julian! But they loved it. And and he played the shit that those kids yeah. really just grinded to. It was, it was dope. W- was now, it mind a- you, it's a Catholic school, so yeah. every time it got a little too crazy, they'd be looking at me like I'm like... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Were you? Uh, did he kind of school you on some songs where you were like, "Oh shit, I didn't know this was popping." Hundred
1: percent, hundred percent. I there at that event, but I remember one song vividly. Okay, "Lucid Dreams." Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. kids love them bro. Listen to me. "Lucid Dreams" was a song that he was playing over and over and over. I heard it so many damn times that I go, "Bro, this is a hit. This is a smash." Like. It wasn't even on the radio yet. Uh-huh. He played it for me for like eight months.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm like, so I went to the station. I'm like, yo, we, we got to play this. Wow. wow man. We got to play this song. And it went in full rotation mm-hmm. yeah. because, you know, everything is being tested and all that stuff. And it worked. It was mm-hmm. crazy.
0: Juice World is like has a is a cult following. Yes, like a crazy cult yeah. following you. right now. Yeah. yeah, it's a
1: little warm in here. With these porn lights we got happening.
4: <laughs> <laughs> good if there was women here, it'd be a different story. But good sausage fest
1: podcast.
2: <laughs> he said that I never did a podcast with this much production with the lights in
1: the yeah corner. yeah no no you guys are the real deal. Yeah. Normally it's like, like both of my cousins with a flashlight saying, "Hey, don't move. No problem. No problem.
3: No
0: problem." <laughs> Yeah, Not that's my rude. overbearing ass. Is that it? It's trying, good, yeah, trying to make it. Trying to make it right? Well, I'm in Miami, so I'm like, yeah, I want to make this shit good. I want to make it nice and shit, you know? And, well,
1: listen, I, I have watched some of the stuff that you guys have done. Yeah. And it's dope, and it's, it's a great insight that people can see what, you know, because people think, oh, my God, I hear him on the radio, or I know him, which, by the way, to me is the biggest compliment. I love, if somebody walks up to me, if I'm at Home Depot, mm-hmm. which is like a hardware store here, and they say I didn't know if you guys have more. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm just saying <laughs> they got them on the West Coast. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm at <laughs> home. I'm at Home Depot, and somebody hears me ask the attendant for, you know, hey, do you have this? And all of a sudden, this, this was a real story to happen. I asked the guy I was trying to fix my ice machine at the house in the Keys, and I asked him for something, and the lady turned, came around the other fucking aisle, and she goes, "Are you DJ Lass?" And I go, "Yeah." She goes, oh, my God, that voice is undeniable. <laughs> I go, holy shit. Wow, you heard that from over there? And she's like, one ho- I listen to you every morning. I knew it was you. Wow. I was like, wow. And then we started talking. She goes, oh, my God, you're exactly how you are on the radio. I'm like, I can't fake shit. Either you like me or you don't like me. And I'm okay with either one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The day, the day you're done is the day you try to make everybody happy. Hmm. It's an impossibility. Yep, cannot happen. So stick with the people and try to win somebody over for whatever reason they didn't like you. If not, then go fuck yourself. Move on. You (laughs) You did you did L.A. radio
0: for a little bit. I
1: did. I did. I went to L.A. uh, when I I left Power ninety six. What happened with that? Nothing, dude. It was just uh, it was time. Twenty two years there. What were you feeling like? What made you want to change, or what what was what was it? Do you think? Um. Real talk, Uh, it's simple. I had a deal with Hennessy. I was Mm -hmm. one of the uh, DJ Hennessy collective members. And I told Hennessy, listen, in order for us to do this deal, you know radio is radio the way it is. They are not going to allow us to talk about Hennessy or events on the radio unless you do a buy on the radio. So they said, no, no, we totally understand that. All of our DJs that are on radio, we do buys for, and da-da-da, cool. Cool. So they did a hundred and fifty thousand dollar buy. Wow! On the station, it was a year contract. Is that a lot? Is That must be. Oh a lot, yeah, right? yeah. Um, it was that, it was a good amount. A you know what I'm saying? Especially for something that, it was one hundred and fifty. They didn't have, unless I would have brought it to the table. Right. So I go, hey, I, hey, this is such and such, and this is such and such. Listen, I signed a deal with Hennessy. I'm going to be doing you know DJ gigs all over the country, and they're flying me to Paris, all that shit. Cool. Mm-hmm. What happens? In the contract, no problem. Everybody signs. Well, then the contract a year later is auto-renewable. So if you don't send in writing that you don't want to renew, it renews automatically. Mm -hmm. So, boom, I'm at the station. I'm doing my thing. I'm talking about a party. All my people from Hennessy are going to be there. All of a sudden, the GM sends me a text. He goes, hey, why are you talking about Hennessy? That contract's over. And I go, No, you you might want to read the contract. Yeah. Mm. And he says, no. Matter of fact, when when the show's done, come see me in my office. Okay. Cool. So that happened. I hit my lawyer and said, hey, send me the paragraph where it says, da 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 da," Right. And it's auto-renewed. So he sends it to me. I walk into the office. When I get there, it's the general manager of the radio station, HR. You know, corporate America. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: And I walk in and he goes, well, I want you to know that, you know, you can't talk about Hennessy on the radio, especially because we don't have a new contract yet. So I need you to sign this paper basically admitting guilt. Right. I go, first of all, let me show you this. You might want to learn how to read a fucking contract. And this is what I think about your paper. And I ripped it and I walked out. That's pretty much the way it went down. I left. I walked out. I called the lawyer. Me and him jumped on a flight. We went to go see Pitt in Canada, and we did a whole week tour with Pitt in Canada. When I came back, I handed in my resignation letter.
0: Wow. That was it. What was the reason for them not accepting the renewal of the Hennessy Because the guy was an
1: idiot. It
0: doesn't make make any sense.
1: It didn't make any sense. it's a power trip. Some people get on that power trip. uh, I'm the GM, and I'm the... eh." He okay. didn't want to look bad. I'm like 100. percent Okay, all right, buddy. Well, you know what? Now you're gonna look really bad because last dipped. Because I was wondering if they got another liquor
0: sponsor that they were pushing or anything. It didn't no, have no, anything no. to do with that.
1: Nothing. Right. Nothing.
0: It was an ego thing. What year was that? 2012. 2012 yeah. Mm, okay. 2012. Yeah, because yeah. uh, you know the information we got, you left abruptly. Like it just came out of nowhere.
1: Um. <laughs> yeah. Well. If abruptly means ripping up a paper walking <laughs> out of the office, then yes, I left and abruptly. They, so. And they're
2: going to Canada for a week. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and and then pretty much I, that's the way it went down. And then so your manager or just contacts. Well, shows. I mean, as soon as as soon as that happened, I had my phone ringing left and right saying, "Hey, we got a gig for you here. We got a gig for you here." Matter of fact, how about we take you coast to coast? You do L.A. and you do Miami. Hmm. And I had a three month non compete here. So they go, dude, and then they made me an offer that I'd, I'd be stupid not to fucking sign. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was just one of those, wow, okay. Yeah. You got a good lawyer. You got a good everything. Yeah. All right, let's go. Yeah. So did three months solid in LA. Loved LA. Didn't love the traffic. Scared the shit out of me with earthquakes. <laughs> <laughs> but the weather, the people, great. But I'm a Miami boy. So I was homesick. So, every other week, I'd be on a plane flying back. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, I would do, that's, you know. That's not an easy flight. No, no buddy. It's, not it's not draining, you Very, very. And, and on top of that, I was pulling 16-hour days, mm. you know, 15-hour days. I'm like, dude. What, what were you doing? No, mornings? Mornings. And I was running the station you know, music, everything. It was, it was 96.3.
0: Yeah. So you're like an acting. It was Latin.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
0: That was a Latin station. Yeah, it was a Latino. Well,
1: the funny part of when, when they took me over there, they're like, we want to take the station general market with a hint of Spanish. Mm -hmm. We called it LA 96.3. We even changed the name of it. Yeah. I remember that. Remember? And everything they said with the exception of them actually paying, was bullshit. So when it came down to it, it's like, no, no, that's not what we agreed on. Papa, we're, we're taking a station general market. Same thing we're going to do in Miami. in, you know, two months from now, three months from now, uh, well, you know, everything got changed. So, listen, I don't badmouth anybody. We parted ways. I got my bread. I wish everybody the best. But that was my, my year and change in, uh, in L.A., in LA. And, but they syndicated you in Miami, right? No, it wasn't syndicated. It was two different shows. Oh. Listen listen to this craziness. Ready? I had a morning crew in L.A., mm-hmm. and I had a morning crew in Miami. So when I was in Miami doing the L.A. show, I would do live Miami 6 to 9, record the last hour. Wow. And then switch over and do the L.A. show with the L.A. team from 9 to noon and then record yeah. the last hour. I said, bro, that's unheard of. No man. amount of money in the fucking world is worth your health or your sanity. It's not. You yeah. didn't know that prior to. No, it. no. You think you're invincible. You can do whatever. Ah, and then you get into it and you're like, okay, yo, fuck what,
0: do, what I'm saying is, the, the, did you know that when on contract? Did you, were you aware that you had to do these two live no, shows? No,
1: I actually thought that we were going to do a one, one show, show that was going to be, be syndicated. syndicated yeah. No, and then they were like, no, because Miami is so different than LA. You need to talk about LA. And I understood. Right. Local radio, that's the beauty of local radio, is somebody can say, shit, you know, I'm in Miami. That's lies. They could see me at Home Depot. They could see me yeah. out on the boat. They could see me at the beach, you know, that kind of shit. Where if you're doing a Miami show and it's just playing in LA and you're not touching on shit that's going on in LA.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gonna
1: be a problem.
0: Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna hear the
5: difference. It's 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That is the one thing I don't like about syndication radio because sometimes you'll hear about it, it, giveaways or concerts that are going on in that local city, but it's syndicated in another state, and it just doesn't yeah. feel right. Yeah, there's a disconnect to yeah. it
1: for sure. And you know, at, at the end of the day, um, honestly, that's why I love globalization. Yeah. Because it's for people who love to have a good time.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It, there, there's no. Uh, Oh shit, you know, if we're promoting a party because I'm doing something in Miami, cool. But if I'm in New York, I'm promoting my party in New York. If I'm in Texas, I'm telling people on globalization, hey, tonight I'm playing in Austin. And tomorrow night I'm playing in San Antonio. Come join me. But you're not having full on topics about some shit that's going on in your local city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That people in LA now have to hear. They're like, I don't give a fuck about like Ayocho. <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> like, bitch i'm about pico <laughs> yeah so
0: so then you did that for a year and a half, like year and a, a
1: half a year and a half
0: yeah just about and then what was your contract up
1: that no it was just it, it wasn't vibing mm. it wasn't vibing and we came to a mutual agreement and said, hey listen man before before we end up with bad blood gonna just part ways and then you know mediation and lawyers and those are the only people to get rich there Uh, And then we ended up settling, cool, and went my way, and they went theirs. And like I said, I wish everybody nothing, but life is too short to be mad at people. Mm -hmm. I've learned, I lost my brother, my mentor, the guy that got me into the DJ business. He was 48 years old, what I'm about to be. Uh Melanoma cancer in the eyeball. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's when life, you go, oh, shit, how the fuck you get that? But.
0: This Is your older brother?
1: My older brother. He this would have a, been now 53. 54. 53. And he's initially who kind of inspired you
0: to start DJing,
1: oh, right? 100%. Yeah. Dude, I remember the day it happened. Yeah. I remember the day it happened vividly. I went to a party with my brother. I'm watching my brother. Let's say this is the, the couch that I'm just sitting on. My brother's spinning over there. And my brother's playing music. People are having a good time. Girls are coming up to him. Oh my God, can you play this? And oh, you're cute. Mm. <laughs> And then at the end of the night, somebody came up and said, here you go. Thank you for a great job and paid them. I go, oh, that's for me right there. Holy shit. Yes. <laughs> you was like 12, 11 to 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was crazy, dude. I was a, I was a young, buck. imagine though still 11, 12. My last surgery was supposed to be at 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And I'm already like, you know, I'm practicing and DJing at the house. I told my father, Hey, if you never buy me anything in your life again, ever, give me a set of turntables a mixer and some speakers and he did it on your 12th birthday wow, man. boy those have f- those speakers and those turntables and by the way marantz belt drives <laughs> oh <laughs> At jesus that. christ yeah yeah that's what i started marantz
0: on. marantz was a it was like a tape recording dat
1: recording company yeah and they and made they, turntables they did belt drive turntables that the belt would fall off as soon as you went chicka
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yo. Man,
0: I, thought, I thought I had the burst. I had Linear I Tech Bell Drive
3: I don't remember the, That company Linear so. Tech I don't remember No ben, no Oh yeah Look it up yeah.
0: The only reason why I know Is because It, it was a recording It was like a it was basically a, like a lot of DAT machines and a lot of like and cassette decks, decks, and, decks.
1: and they made receivers as well, and like it, home no, home receivers. So when oh. you
0: did like movies or when you did like sound effects, uh-huh. you would record it on a Marantz, oh, okay. and it would have like the the <laughs> recorder and like a mic. So oh. somebody at Moran
1: said, Hey, let's make a turntable. <laughs> said, let's compete with techniques. But it's gotta be direct drive. No, fuck that. That's too expensive. Get yeah. that belt Get right the there. Belt Put drive. it here. Come on, Bill. Bill, come from the back. Put it right here. Does it play? It plays. Sell it.
0: I wanna I wanna know I wanna know why the fuck when direct drive came, why they I mean, what was the first turntable? It had to be on belt drive, right? Yeah i believe so yeah and then it went to direct drive Mm -hmm. somebody got smart and
1: said "Eh, uh let's not make a belt drive (laughs) just saying
0: after a while the belt drive the belt would get it would be a rubber belt like making the wheel the the disc spin Mm -hmm. yeah
1: and then the belt would fall off and then you'd have to take the fucking thing off and put the belt back yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's like like a belt for an alternator in a car yeah yeah. Yeah, when you got a belt going and that shit breaks you're charging your car. It would
0: yeah. just stretch though. So after a while, before even before it falls off, it would stretch. Oh, so yeah. your zero point would become like plus two. <laughs> that plus two would be zero. Yeah. And then plus four would be zero. Uh huh. And, and then you had to and adapt. then it would and then it would fall off. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs>
1: yes. remember that right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Olderly dude, I felt like
0: because I was like, okay, zero is. It looks like zero's. Yeah, like, why is this shit all the three? way down here now? <laughs> okay, like if is plus six, we're getting we're going. Yeah, close. we're gonna have a problem. Yeah. I only got one, one more <laughs> notch to go, well, and we wouldn't make it a plus six because it would just. It would the belt would just be so <laughs> gone. That was it would, Marantz. That's the first time I heard that. Yeah, that's no, real talk. That, that, was, that was my first set of turns. That tables. must have been like uh, that. Must have been long, long time ago. Super cheap.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm trying to think. what. <laughs> <laughs> long super. time ago. But uh, to go back to the story, my, my I told my father that get me that, and you never have to buy me anything again. Boy, that fucker listened. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Brother, parents. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Remember, I'm not buying you anything. No, no, right he now. listened. Yeah. He never bought <laughs> you anything after that. One never. One. No. If anything, like Christmas came,
2: he's like. No, no, no. You remember, remember your right? Yeah. You right? Oh, you see that DJ set up? That's the shit we get. If your mom buys you some shit like two months before your birthday, this is for your
1: birthday and that's it. And your yeah. birthday comes, you don't get shit. Yeah, and then you go, oh. pedum, pedum, it's my birthday. Pero, <laughs> pero, but you remember you told me two months ago <laughs> yeah. you wanted it now? Exactly. I don't want <laughs>
2: Yeah,
1: It's the truth.
2: Christmas and fucking birthdays. You no, know. and my
1: shit falls in December. So oh, they would oh. bunch my shit up. So my birthday is December 2nd and Christmas, well, you know, the 25th. Oh, <laughs> so shit, man. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, crema. Cumpleaños, maricón. Mi huevota. Like, fuck.
2: Yeah, bro. That shit is gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> Latino parents are not fuck around. No. That's why he never bought you shit. No. He really no, told but, that.
1: But that shit cost me. I can't tell you how much I've paid for those turntables and those speakers and that damn mixer. Because my old man. Eighty-nine years old. God bless him. I'm blessed to have him still. Wow. But the the insane shit is, I'd be like, hey, um, dad, you know, love, go out somewhere. Let's go out to eat. He would grab the check, and I'm thinking, oh shit, this motherfucker's gonna pay the bill. Look at this. He'd go, oof, put that shit back up. <laughs> <laughs> Papi, this is yours. No, so, <laughs> I told him. <laughs> no, but just like that. <laughs> just like that, he'd look at it and go, oof. Mm, and put it down and I go what the yeah. fuck was that so I told him I made a rule I said you touch a check again you gotta pay for it never again has he touched a check wow, not never. a once Smart does, he use, that, does no. he use that line on you I gotta do Are that you shit. buy me
2: this you don't have to ever
1: buy me this no no, no 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 matter of fact bro just the other day just the other day I would say three days ago calls me and says hey, hey pasa por la casa. come by the house I'm right, like cool we by the house he walks outside, and I go, "Go well, I, everything good?" My mom has Alzheimer's, so it it, it sucks. That's an awful disease, by ah, the way. Yeah, That's mm-hmm. a whole other topic. Go yeah, into yeah. that also, so yeah, I know that awful. Yeah, the frontal, frontal lobe dementia is what she has. It's awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my old man comes outside, and I see him with an envelope in his hand, and I go, "I go well, I, hey, the house taxes," <laughs> and I go, "Oh, nice, hmm, cheap." He goes, oh, cheap, good. I need you to pay it. Have a good day. And he <laughs> walks back in the fucking <laughs> house. I'm like, yo. You touched the bill. <laughs> really? <laughs> Thinking to <of> myself, damn. <laughs> it, it's insane. But you know what? One thing to transition back into what we do with music and all that yeah. shit. Uh, one thing that I think is an obligation for us is to give back. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Of course. Okay?
1: Yeah. A lot of people that, A lot of people don't see that. You know what I'm saying? It's all about me, 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 me. And we have a platform
4: mm-hmm.
1: for those of us that are on the air. We have a voice. For those of us that control a room, we have a voice. And we need to use our popularity and to influence other people and to get them to do things. I've been, there's a radio station inside uh, Nicholas Children's Hospital, which used to be Miami Children's Hospital. And I went there to go see a buddy of mine. Uh, his kid broke his arm simple okay oh fuck it hurts put it back in place put a cast on it done as i'm walking to his room Mm -hmm. i see to the left i see an on-air light and clearly it caught my attention i'm like on air what the fuck is that and i look over and it's a thing called radio lollipop and it's a radio station inside the hospital that was shit i'm gonna say 18 years ago wow and i remember that day so I told my boy, hey, uh, uh, give me a second. I'm going to go check this out. So I walked in, and I see a bunch of kids. A lot of them were sick, some worse than others, but they were having a great time. And the, they had a board. They had microphones. And the kids would get on and play DJ. And the, the, the radio station would broadcast within the walls of the hospital. Mm-hmm. And kids that couldn't come out from their room because they were too ill, they could call on the phone. And the number was 4444 and they could call up and talk to the DJ and participate in games and then the the people would go and bring them prizes and all sorts of shit and I said to myself okay this is definitely I'm here for a reason this is this is my calling to make sure this place runs and keeps running and over the years we have raised over 2 million dollars wow for for wow. Radio Lollipop and done fundraisers uh I did a three day broadcast with no sleep out in front of a store and just had people come and donate and donate and, you know, bring toys and money and all sorts of stuff because the true heroes there uh, are the volunteers that do it day in and day out. You know what I'm saying? I just lent my name and my voice to it because I felt passionate about it. Mm. So I, I think that we have an obligation as, as entertainers to, to give back and, and, show the next generation, it's not, don't get me wrong, we know how to party and have a great time. But it's about setting shit up for the future, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And teaching these kids, hey, it's not just this, you got to do that as well. Yeah. yeah. So, that's, that's, uh, I wanted to
0: kind of go back to where you know, your brother okay. kind of like, you know, inspire you to DJ sure. and stuff like that. And I was like, we've had so many DJs come on here and they've always been inspired by their older brother learning to DJ. And I've always wondered, like, what happened to the older brother? And it, I, my thinking is that the older brother learned to DJ to get girls. And well, so did the younger
1: brother at the beginning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but see, I, Just so you know. I don't know. Like, I feel like the younger brothers, they see it in a different way. It's, it's, a, it's more, it's more, it's like it affects their life a
1: little bit more well, for some reason, right? It was, it was, a, diff, it was a different drive. Ready? Yep. My brother was a very easy guy. I. I'm a people person. I love to be around people. I'd rather have a house that I had neighbors all around. My brother would have had a house, 10 acres with no neighbors. That's just the way he was. You know what I'm saying? But I think about it now and I was like, man, yeah, okay. So my brother got me into DJ and I really want to, I want to DJ. But then I I thought about the next thing. The next thing to me was, man, I want to make records. You know what I'm saying? And and it's all about that drive. My brother was happy. He worked at the candy store in Fort Lauderdale Beach when Fort Lauderdale Beach was the shit for spring break. Everybody would flock to Fort Lauderdale for spring break. And my brother was the DJ there six nights a week. He made his paper. I couldn't do anything six nights a week, to be honest with you. But (laughs) he made his paper. He was happy. And then I remember one day my brother said, you know what? I don't want to DJ no more. I want to, uh, my brother loved to fish, so that's where I got that love as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, man, I'll, I want to get into the, the bait business. I know that there's good money in the bait business. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I'm going to go out and catch the bait at night, and I'm going to sell it during the day. Help me buy a boat. I go, all right, fuck it. <laughs> Boom, let's go. And he started working it. My brother did that for 20 years. Wow. wow. But that's where, that's where the melanoma cancer came from. My brother didn't like to wear shades. Oh, wow. and my brother would go out at night,
4: mm-hmm.
1: catch the bait, and then during the day he would sell it. But the reflection from the sun into the water into his eyeball on a daily gave him a fucking. Tumor I would never his eye. think that would happen. Yeah. By yeah. the way, by the way,
0: neither would I. So, You're freaking me out because I hate wearing sunglasses. Oh, I mean. not me.
1: Clearly, you can see it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: not watching. me. I actually thought about putting my glasses on because of the fucking lights. I wear my shades all the time. I don't care. Some people call it douchey. I say, okay, I like the way it looks. <laughs> but it's also, the, but there's also the back reason for it. I don't take them off. My brother passed away from you know the sun rays hitting the water into his eyeball. Shit, crazy.
2: that's fucking. And I remember it,
1: dude. I remember the day it happened. I remember the day that I called my brother out on something because he was at my house and he was playing catch with my son Julian which now is 14, the DJ, but he was young. He was probably five, uh-huh. four. My brother's at my house and he's taking the ball and he's, my son's throwing the ball to my brother, right to him. And my brother's trying to catch the ball over here. Mm. I saw that shit three times. And I go, yo, you don't see the ball? And he said, oh, no, lately my depth perception has been off. Mm. I go, hold up, bro. Julian, throw the ball to him again. I got, something's up. So I called my doctor and I said, hey, I know this is not your field, but I'm going to bring my brother over there real quick. I just want you to put that, whatever that thing's called, where they look at the, <laughs> yeah. with the light, yeah. just look at it. If you see something that doesn't look right, then I'll take the next step. I went like that. He goes, hey, let me talk to you for a second. He walks me out of the room and he goes, your brother has something in the back of his eyeball. I don't know what it is, but I'd get it checked out if I were you. And that was the beginning. Wow. And that was the beginning. And then he had, um, they removed his eyeball, check this shit out. They removed his eyeball, put a plate, a radiation plate in the back of his head, mm-hmm. put the eyeball back in. That was the biggest mistake on, on, in the planet. They should have kept the eyeball out because the radiation plate didn't work, doesn't do anything for melanoma. A year later, they had to do an enucleation taking the eye out.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And then What happens? Then the cancer spread to his head. Yep, mm. and metastasized, and then it was six years of craziness. But you know what? My my brother fought like a champ, as much as he could. So, but I know we, we got an angel up in heaven looking down who started the whole DJ Laz craze yeah. to be able to want to do this this insane job, and I thank you for it.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. Yo, real That's talk, peace, man. Real talk. Yes. Yeah, and you was you was on the radio young, right?
1: 14 when I started, um, but it's funny when I started at 14 I was just the mixing guy. I didn't want I didn't want to talk to save my life. Clearly now you can't shut me the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> They're like yo this podcast is taking a long fucking time. Would you nah, want to nah, read? Nah, nah, no 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 no. But, all, but no but real talk I, I would hate to talk on the mic, and I would hire people to emcee my parties. I just wanted to do you know be the mixing guy. I feel like a
3: lot of DJs are like that because I'm was like that. I hate talking on the mic. But after a while, you
1: have to do it. After right, no, done. So 100%. You, you got to get used to it. And, and that, that's what happened. I started getting more comfortable, more comfortable. And the woman on the morning show, her name was Bo Griffin, another one, rest in peace, mm-hmm. um, says to me one day, hey, you ever thought about, uh, about being on air, not just mixing? And I go, no, <laughs> straight up, like, no. And she's like, you should think about it. I'm like, you know, whatever. I'm thinking about my next gig that I got to go do just to to go mix. And I've always been witty. So she started throwing shit at me, like testing the waters during the morning show, because I used to mix Uh during her show. And she would, and then she'd say something to lies, and I'd always have a quick comeback. And she was like, told you, told you. And then one day, man, out of the blue, uh, I was doing mornings with her, but I, now I was a little more on the mic and a little more, you know, throwing those little comments in. And the the afternoon guy, uh, his name was Joe Nasty. He got into an he got into an altercation <laughs> with the girl who answered the phone, uh-huh. and he slapped her.
2: Oh. oh, Jesus Christ! Oh, fired instantly. Yeah,
1: shit hit the fan, and I get a call from the GM, and the GM says, "Hey." I think it's time for you to have your own show.
2: Joe mm. got a little too nasty. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> and I go, what? He says, I need you to do afternoon drive. And I go, what? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm like, no, I'm that's good. That's a big time. Yeah, yeah I, I was, told him. But I'm like, like, nah, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I'm, you know, I'm happy where I'm at. I, get, I got the team. How old, how
0: old were you at this time? 19? 19. 19.
1: Yeah, nineteen, Damn. something like
0: that. You didn't want it.
1: I didn't want it at the Why beginning. Why didn't you want it? Because I was scared. Yeah. <laughs> Real talk. Yeah. I was scared. And, no, hey, Liv, we got to go to lunch. Last, come on, let's go. So takes me to lunch and he's t- talking to me. He's like, this is a great opportunity and this. And then I started thinking about it like, shit, it is a kind of a great opportunity. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Do it. And the, the craziness, actually, I was older I was older than 19. I remember now because I was married already to my first wife. So I was 21 because I got married at 21. So I was 21, 22 when that happened.
0: So you were mixing for like, geez, like five, six years oh, on yeah. the radio without even talking. Though. And
1: the funny part, and I'll get to a funny part. Remind me to say yeah, the, yeah. the story about that. But just to wrap up the, the afternoon drive one, he says, listen, and back then I didn't have any leverage to be able to demand real bread. hmm mm-hmm but he also knew that he couldn't shortchange me because I already had a club at that time. I was making good money at the clubs. So I'm like, oh, we need to work this out. So he says to me, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you a bonus structure that's going to blow your mind. If you can achieve number one, 18 to 34, there's a bonus. If you can achieve number one, 25, 54, there's a bonus. If you can achieve number one, six plus, 18 of 34, and 25.54, I'll give you $100,000. Mm. Wow. At that time. Ready? Go ahead. First book, number one across the board. This motherfucker came in, and he was like. <laughs> <laughs> he came in and he was like, holy shit. I never, ever man, thought man. that this would happen. So, wait, you, you, got
0: all, you got all those demographics? All the
1: demos. Number one across the board, Afternoon Drive. Wow. And how long? Uh, three to six months. I think it was the first book or the second book. God man. damn. Yeah. That shit is And been the nuts. crazy part, the first three months of me doing that show, I would record all my breaks to make sure they were perfect. I wouldn't do anything live for the first three months. Mm -hmm. And then I just had to get, I'm like, okay, I got to get out of this fucking recording, the break thing. And then I just got more comfortable more comfortable, more comfortable, practice makes perfect type deal. And then my personality came out and that's, that's what did it. And it was just last fucking around on the radio and playing, you know, great music. And at that time it was really just fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So,
5: but he gave up the check, though, yeah? Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and then I told him, I said, listen, thank you. First of all, I'm flattered. I never thought that that would be possible either. But, but if, if you're writing this check, imagine what you're getting on the back end. Oh, yeah. He's like, you're too smart for your own good. Jesus <laughs> Christ. He says, that's why you are who you are. What would you do with that first check? Uh, I, bought a, I bought a crib. Smart. Yeah, I bought, smart. I bought a crib. Um, I blew some money too, I ain't gonna lie. Uh, strip club? You gotta do that. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, Celebration. gotta yeah, do yeah, that. yeah, definitely. Uh, dude, we didn't even need to go to the strip club. We had the strip club at the club. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <sure>. So imagine. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, you know, bought a crib and started putting a little away here, a little away there. You never know what happens and it's been a long run, man.
0: That's good. It's great. man. It's a great... Uh, to plant seeds that early you know what I mean like in businesses or investments or in house and stuff and like in property and stuff like that At in your early 20s mm-hmm. it's, it's great because like you know 20 years later so 25 28 years oh, later damn. you're like yo this shit was Yeah, but you got
1: to take the ups and the downs yeah, yeah. that's what a lot of people don't don't get just because you had to come up on one then you lost your ass on another one right. that, that happened to me as well mm-hmm. I remember uh, well, what year was it I had a house in plantation acres on an acre and a half, beautiful crib. I paid nine ninety for it, almost a million dollars. Yeah, and I ended up taking a bath when I sold it. I sold it for seven and change. Wow! So you win some, you lose some, but that's life. Yeah. it's about going like this, dusting yourself off, and
0: was that after? Go uh, for the next one. Was that around after two thousand eight when,
1: when everything dropped, kind of? Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was a little later than that. Yeah, but. Like, it, it was, was just too, honestly, it was just too much negative shit happened to me in a period of time, uh-huh. and I felt that I needed. I'm gonna start fresh, start yeah. over. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no hair to shave like fucking Britney. So
2: <laughs> yeah, because in that in that first album, the the hairline was intact,
1: buddy. Super Mario.
2: Yeah, all and You know the crazy
1: part? To this day, by the way, to this day, I shave twice a day. I have a full head of hair. People don't believe me. I swear to God, I have a full head of hair. If I shave at five o'clock in the morning. I have to shave again at 5 p.m. Wow. Really? I swear to Five God, i like a shadow. fucking handicapped chia pet. Ch-ch-ch-chia! I swear <laughs> to God. Handicapped chia pet. <laughs> just, just add water. <laughs> it just I, I got tired. I used to do a bald fade, and I used to see how much money I'm paying the barber. Yeah. Yo, to keep that shit looking right?
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It was like $25 every time, and I'd have to go see him three times a week. I'm like, yo, fuck this.
5: Oh wow! I went and
1: uh, bought a Bic razor one day, and I'm like, "All right, here we go." (laughs) Never looked back. It's been years. You look good, though. Uh, You know what? 48, not bad. Yep. I like the bald comment from you the bald, it? yeah. You
4: know I
0: mean? <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like it's like the baldies against the bald. You don't know this guy's been like thinking about hairline implants for a yeah,
2: minute. Yeah. I've been thinking about yeah, it. He's, he's talking the Deion Sanders' yeah, I know, yeah. uh, hair inflammation. <laughs> Me and you too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we got the same why, look. We got well, why same why look
1: you got to think of the...
5: I mean, it's the option now. You know what I'm saying? I'm just thinking about it. It doesn't look right, though. I don't know if it's for me. I'll be real.
1: Ah, what you think, oh, Laz? I mean, you look like a Miami guy right now. I yeah. like that. You got the beard. You got the ball. That's what everybody looks like out here, by the way. <laughs> everybody. The, the hair thing, I mean, like I said, for me, cool. I'm done. I got the beard. One thing, and I got to thank my barber, Hugo, Juice, from Heads Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I used to have a thin beard, like the chin strap, yeah. and he would tell me, Dog, let that shit. <laughs> Let it fucking grow. This thing looks fucked up on you. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then one day I said, ah, you know what? Absolutely. I didn't shave for like a week. And I went to go see him. And he lined it up. And it was thicker. And I go, oh. Oh, shit. I kind of like that. The thin yeah. shit is like, it's gotta, like. Yeah, it was back in the day. Back you got to keep going though like, to get it shaped. Get it like shaped up. To keep oh, yeah, no, no. Trapped. I had to go three times before oh. it was. Perfect. Then once it was perfect, then I started getting the white hairs. I'm like, oh no, hell no, I'm the spokesperson for just the men. <laughs> Come on, Beijing this bitch up. <laughs> All day. So you, you Beijing? Hell yeah. <laughs> I got no shame in my game. Beijing, Hey, by the way, if anybody from Beijing is watching, I don't mean over there. I'm just telling you. Okay? I'm just telling you. I am your man. I'm your spokesperson. I can hook this shit up. (laughs) But He said Beijing, not over there. (laughs) Like,
5: not the country. Yo, how was it, going back to what you said, how was it being married so young? Like, being in this industry?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my ex-wife doesn't watch this shit. Um, No, dude. Listen. I fell in love. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Fell in love. Everything was great. But the more my career advanced, the more problems I had at home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's real talk because you weren't home. Well, I wasn't home. I'm. I mean, you was I'm, having I'm, fun. I'm out at the club. The All these girls are on. To yeah, yeah, no, it was it was insane. And I remember. No, oh, I got a story for this one. Gonna, this, ain't none of y'all gonna believe this shit, but it's real. My ex-wife. Okay, at the time she was my wife. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. She's at the club. With me, it was called Roxy's. It was on Fort Lauderdale, okay? Okay. This girl comes up, good-looking girl, comes up and asks me for a song. And she's like, and I knew her from high and and by. Hey, lads, hey, poppy, can you play? Yeah, no problem, I'm a good, cool. Bye. She walks away. (whistles) My wife. (laughs) Who the fuck was that? I have no fucking clue what her name is, but I've seen her in the club before. Did you fuck her? I'm like, okay, listen. I ain't trying to do this shit while I'm at work. So I'm telling you to fucking settle down.
5: So wow. I'm
1: telling you, settle, settle down. Settle down because this ain't going to end up pretty for you. And she goes, yeah, why? I go, because you're not going to be able to come back to the club. She goes, I'm your fucking wife. I go, okay. You got it. Go have fun with your friends. I played. After, I would have a staff meeting with everybody. She went home. I told everybody, yo, next week, my wife is banned from the club. She can't come to the club. They go, what? I go, does anybody have a problem with that? Because anybody who has a problem with that can leave now. They're like, lass, man, what happens when you go home and make up with her? I said, shh, that's my problem. She can't come back in the club. Next week comes around, buddy. All the guys have the earpiece, all the security guards. Security guard comes to me and goes, Your wife's walking up, she just parked. I go, Well, you know what you gotta tell her. (laughs) He goes, Laz, like for real, dog. I'm like, my man, I already told you what the deal is. She caused the whole shit show last week. I told her no no more. She walks to the front door, goes to open up the little what's that shit called the barricade thing with the yeah. like the movies the velvet rope.: The, the velvet rope oh, she, she, she goes. Let there. herself in. She tried. <laughs> she tried, and she had three homegirls with her. Security grabs her hand, and says, "Listen, honey, I'm sorry, I have bad news for you. You're not allowed in the club." She goes, "What?" It's not us. I'm just telling you, you're not allowed in the club." whole shit show outside. Her friends are like, yo, fuck that motherfucker, fuck that shit, da, 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 da. Talking mad shit. So the guy comes back in, he goes, yo, starting the whole shit show outside. I go, go get the cop. Go get the cop and tell her, walk her to her car and tell her she's gotta leave or she's going to jail. Well, <laughs> buddy, yeah, man. buddy, listen shit. to me. <laughs> this motherfucker goes, are you serious? I say, go tell the cop. <clears throat> To tell her that they're gonna trespass her if she doesn't leave. Uh-huh. Oh, buddy, I didn't go home for like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> straight up, straight wow. up. But I told her I said one thing I don't put up with is some bullshit, shit show. I loved her to death, but don't don't bring that shit around. Mm-hmm. That negativity and that bitching for no reason. I did I did nothing wrong. I'm not saying I'm an angel, but I did nothing wrong that day.
0: That's anyway. that's a red flag though when like your shorty or your girlfriend doesn't realize like while you're working that that's work mm-hmm. and it's like it's not. It's not it's fine, that. Listen,
1: think- it takes a special girl to be with a DJ for yeah. real. Yeah. Like if you're a jealous girl any jealous girls watching right now do not date a DJ. Don't. Because all you're going to do, you're going to cause yourself grief and you're going to cause problems for your guy at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last thing yeah. that, that somebody needs is that.
0: It's the worst energy you can have Is a jealous girlfriend In your ear While you DJ
1: Oh no bro Because you're there To do a job You're there to be happy And rock rock Mm -hmm. shit And get the crowd going And all that No Save that shit for when you get home. Yeah, nah, and, then, and then if that happens and I'm dipping, and I, I'm not going to hear it at all. When you think about it now,
0: do you regret standing uh, no, her? <laughs> not at all.
1: It was the best thing I could have done. Wow. It was the best thing I could have done. I mean, we divorced shortly after. But <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. But, we have, <laughs> but we, have, we have a good relationship to this day. Because I, I raised, I have a daughter who's 33 now. Really? Wow. I raised her since she was two. Uh-huh. My motto is this any man with a dick can make a baby. It takes a real man to raise one. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, when, when my daughter was yay big and was her daughter, it was a package deal. Yeah. It was, it was a combo. She had a girl and a boy, and her, and I took the whole package. So, there's something to be said for that because not every guy will do that. Uh-huh. Not every guy will do that at all. Yep. Mm-hmm. And to this day, my daughter's my daughter. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Me and the boy had our differences, and I wish them nothing but the best. But we don't talk the way my, me and my daughter do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but it's you know it's insane. It's it's like what that saying: uh, girls are, are, are daddy's little girls, and boys are mama's boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's much, exactly the same. Pretty yeah, much yeah. accurate.
0: So uh, you're remarried now, or what? Yes.
1: <laughs> Look at me. I was quick. <laughs> I'm not banning <laughs> her from the club. Uh, no, listen. Uh, I just celebrated my. 20-year wedding anniversary oh, wow. on November the 2nd. Wow. Wow. Thanks, 20 That's years. Awesome. Yes, that sir. Commendable. That's crazy. Listen, I, honestly, I would have never got married again.
2: Yeah.
1: It's the second time? Second time. Mm, great. I would have never got married again. And, and another thing, and this is real talk. I guess when I first started dating my first wife, I was like, oh, shit, she's beautiful. I got kids already. Because one of the biggest concerns in my mind was kids coming out with fucked up legs. Mm. I was gonna, I was gonna ask Real you. Real talk, no, by the way, I'm an open gonna book. You, you can ask me that. whatever you yeah.
0: want. I wanted to ask you about that uh, earlier, when I didn't know you had a daughter previously, but yeah. when your son was being born, or when, buddy, you know, on <laughs> you know, on the delivery day, if you were like, I the if delivery having, day, day, every
1: damn ultrasound for, for nine months. Right. Right? Every, find out, every okay. day, ultrasound. Every time we went to an ultrasound, I'd be like, he's like, oh, everything's good. So, what do the legs look like? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Are the legs good? A big dick. All right, it's mine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that honestly that was a big concern of mine uh was having kids and having them come out fucked up scared the shit out of me. Mm, yeah. yeah. And thank God, thank you Lord, I have two beautiful healthy kids. Um I got I got no no complaints.
0: Do you, I always think like uh you know, I I've been through I'm sure all of us we've been through accidents and incidents in our life and then does it do you get a different perspective on your, early, like your earlier years when you were going through the surgeries and you were doing that? When you had the kids, did it kind of bring back some subconscious memories or anything like that or nothing?
1: It scared the shit out of me, number yeah, yeah. one. Uh, but number two, it's, it's all about the journey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, things happen in life that prepare you for the next thing. Mm-hmm. So when I married the woman that had two kids, it was great. We lasted seven years. I have no regrets. None at all. We're friends today. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that I got to attribute to my wife, my wife and her talk. So both of us have grown uh, and come a long way. But dude, I just, I remember the day when my son was born, when he came out and the doctor's holding him up and, and like, oh shit, it's real. Yeah. And, you know, you cut the umbilical cord and you're like, wow. I mean, that's a life changing moment. And then when your kid, like when you walked for the first time. Oh I'm yeah, there. no, it's like you walk straight. Nah, it was it was good. Listen, what what I have is a very rare disease. I, I can't even repeat it in English, but in Spanish it's aturopolitec <laughs> <laughs> multiplex. Yeah, exactly. Is that real? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one out of every thirty million people. Really. Dude, so it's not like hereditary or like no, a, a no, genetic thing. No, 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 They, they or, say, they say, they think that it was a virus uh-huh. that my mom caught uh while she was pregnant. I oh. see. I was thinking maybe it was
0: because she gave birth at such an And
1: heart. by the way, yeah. and, and I'm sure an older age, oh. yeah. 37, especially back then. Now you got women 62. Look,
2: my baby. Yeah. Mama, <laughs> mama. <That's the laughs> sucking
1: titties down here. You know what I'm saying? But back then, you know, 37 was old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. it was it was scary as shit, and and I remember when my daughter was born, dude. My wife and I were on our way to Vegas. I had a gig in Vegas. We're on our way to Vegas. I just got off the radio. I get home and I'm hey, I'm calling them. Hey, the car service is going to be there at this time. We got to go. I'm going to walk in the house, grab the bags, and we're out. Okay, no problem. Cool. Get home, and I go. You get you everything packed. She goes, yeah, everything's in the room. I'm like. Why wouldn't this bitch have it here? The door, whatever. Let me go to the room. I go to the room and as soon as I open the room door to the room, I see a onesie on the bed yeah. and it said, can't wait to meet you, daddy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those bittersweet moments for me. I was like, I looked at her and I'm like, what? Really? And she's like, yeah, we're pregnant. I'm like, fuck. Oh right, before so <laughs> right before Vegas. Right before Vegas. My mind is, planet. Yeah, no, none of that. It was yeah. like, hey, honey, you okay? You want some water? I want some water? <laughs> like, I want a shot. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was crazy, but it was a blessing beyond belief. My, my daughter's name is Naya Bimini. Bimini is uh, the first Bahamian island away from here, which I spend a lot of time. at. It's like my second home, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and. Nobody would believe. Nobody believed that I named my daughter Niabim, not even the Bahamians, until they see her passport and they go,
2: "Oh shit,
1: lies! You named a Bimini!" I'm like, "Yeah, motherfucker, I told you." Wow. <laughs> yeah, but it's different when they see it on the passport. They're like, yeah. "Wow, you really did it." The only problem is now she swears she owns the island. <laughs> problem. Problem. She's like, "Dad, when are we going back to my island?" <laughs> Settle down, Kardashian.
3: <laughs> Settle down, <Okay>. Kardashian.
1: <laughs> what do you What do you spend out there nowadays? Oh, dude, o- open format. I mean, where, where? Oh, I'm sorry, at the the Hilton Resorts World Bimini at the Hilton, which, by the way, I'm going to put this out there, too. I want to do a DJ city retreat for DJs from all around the country to come and spend a weekend in the Bahamas. It's absolutely gorgeous. And then we can do the next podcast.
0: That From the Bahamas yeah. Sounds like a deal Sounds like a plan Okay and we take
1: my boat over Who's paying for it DJ City Yeah Well I, I know some people Who know some people Who slap with some people That can get it paid for right. sounds
2: good. Phenom you heard that Okay Globalization sponsorship Hey Pitbull's gonna be the performer He won't perform But
1: he might sponsor Come and hang me. out yeah. Come and hang out
0: <laughs> Is there, What was the most Popping time for the Bahamas I know it's still popping now I, I recently did a gig there Like what, probably Where did you play
1: I did... Um, Nassau? Yeah. Did you do Bond or did you do... Bond, is that the new... Um, I think it was Bahamar? Bond. Bahamar? Yeah. Or did you do Atlantis? I think it was uh, Bond. Bond. Yeah, yeah. Dope Club. Dope, dope Club. Dope. Lenny, actually, actually, Lenny Kravitz designed that club. Really?
0: Yeah. Actually, a shout to uh, DJ Polar. He was the resident over there. Uh, and he was a great DJ. He's actually one of... Uh, the best DJs I heard last year when I was over there. Yeah. yeah.
1: There, there's another guy, by the way, if you guys ever go over to DJ Ignite. Uh-huh. Dope. Mm-hmm. Dope DJ from the Bahamas. It's it's such a great It's hard to impress DJs though. Yeah. They're, it they're really so is. So
0: good though. Yeah,
2: I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. We go yeah. in, we
1: go in already with them. Judging, Judging motherfuckers. What? For sure. Yeah. And then we hear one thing, but it's nice when you go to a place and as a DJ, first of all, I ain't working tonight. I'm chilling. Mm-hmm. And then you go to a club and you hear the DJ playing and the motherfucker's rocking, and you are like, "Okay, mm-hmm. I
0: like this." Motherfucker. I, I I love going into like I love going being on the road, going mm-hmm. into a club, hearing the resident DJ and having that resident DJ really dictate the sound of the room and the city. Sure, because they know it to the point where I am like, "Wow, like this is great!" Like I haven't heard these records being played and like and you really. It's like, I could say like, wow, that's a Chicago sound. Right. That's a Bahamas sound. Uh, that's that's a-, a Miami. Like when I've come to Miami, I've, I've, there's so many dope DJs, so much Latin music. There's so much reggae. It's oh, a little more open.
1: Yeah. We're a melting pot. Yeah. We're a melting pot of, of cultures and people. Mm-hmm. That, that's the beauty of Miami. And that's why such like open format shit works here big time because you have a plethora of different people. Mm-hmm. So you can weave in and out of shit. And and rock it, and be like, okay. Miami know?
0: Miami's also one of the spots when I remember coming coming down here to spin. They right. were the most embrace of like dirty south hip hop, mm-hmm. because I remember at the time even New York was like, nah, we're not really.
1: Oh no, I love you, New Yorkers, but yeah. you guys are standoffish. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. until you get here and there's a girl shaking ass in your face, then you love Miami.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like I remember when I came here, it was like aggressive, like Little John, like mm-hmm. Dirty what? South music and then it was hard tribal house, like yeah. very, you know, and I was like, whoa, like this is, and it was just popping and the energy was crazy and I was
1: like, wow, they're, they're like really. yeah. No, Miami has a lot of energy yeah. and they'll let you know when they love you and they'll let you know when they hate you too though. Mm-hmm. They, they, they definitely do both. It's like
0: Little John, I mean, the Dirty South creeping over here, it's just because you guys are part of the South, but, right? But
1: you realize what, little john's movement was yeah. the whole crunk sound yeah. it yeah. slowed down booty music that's all it is yeah listen to a crunk song mm-hmm. booty records here 130 135 i mean my Esa Morena record 162 shit sure. yeah crazy double time that bitch. double time that bitch. you soccer, can, yeah, yeah. yeah and bro it was one of somebody asked me a long time ago said Les did you think that you know Esa Morena which by the way pull that one up because I want, I want people to hear it Esa Morena was going to be such a big record it's timeless I said dude I knew I made a hit I had no idea I made a classic yeah. and that's exactly when I see kids that are young listening and jamming to this, this another one done on the SB 1200 by the way just so you know but yeah shout out to Ringo and Daddy CeeLo
5: I'm hearing that bass I can imagine that in the club Oh That's Jay what happened?
1: No, that's I'm on the last verse This is my buddy uh, Back then he called himself Trick Dog His name is Ringo Dope Dope Singer Writer We, we did the hook And the beat And everything In my, my first house uh, In Hollywood In a shed a shed that I converted into Hollywood, Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I made into a, like a, a makeshift studio. Put a twelve hundred and two speakers and a microphone, and that's how we did that song. Yeah. Is that a Honda Civic in the front or what is it? Might be. <laughs> Let me see. So bright red car. No, that was a red eight fifty BMW. I was one of the first Ooh. to have that. You know, it's funny. I got a great story. Man said Honda Civic about that. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Sorry, the back looks Honda dis- Civic. <laughs> <laughs> red eight fifty like Beamer, Ross you ever interview Ross, talk to Ross, ask him to tell you the story. Rick Ross. Rick Ross. Ross used to come to my club, Zippers, before he was Rick Ross. And he said this story on the air. Ross said, man, I'm sitting there in line at Zippers line all the way down the block, and I would see Laz pull up in his red 850 BMW and be like, damn, that motherfucker got it made. (laughs) Wow. Damn, man, look at Laz. Damn, I want, want. Damn. And me and Ross actually did a, a, a song together, too, uh-huh. on Category 6 called Rich Bitch.
0: Rich Bitch. That's a good one. That was your last album,
1: right? Category 6 was, yeah. a, was the last one. We're get, getting ready. Got, got some surprises. Uh, got back in the studio and got something coming out. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag, but it's very Miami.
0: Yeah.
1: Very, very, very Miami. What's your, what's your biggest song? Was it the Pitbull? Uh, uh, move, Shake, Drop, Nationally. Yeah. Was probably the biggest record, but as far as regionally and the record that people know me for the most, um, booty wise was Esa Morena for sure. Morena. But this one, really? this one was a big record. I remember when I played this for Flow, shout out to the Diaz brothers who produced the track. Uh, I played it for Flow. And I'm like, yo, Flo, man, hey, man, I need you to jump on here, drop a verse for me real quick. He's like, yeah, lads, no problem, cool. And boom, did the record, and all of a sudden, we're moving 60,000 units a week. Mm. And Damn. he's like, yo, this fucking record? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I knew the record was good, but...
5: Damn, yeah, just, that, was, was, that, was a, that was a big record in Vegas. Yeah, that
1: was one of those records. See, like, not all my music you can play in places like Vegas. And yeah. Move, Shake, Drop yeah, one was definitely. 128 BPM mixed in with everything that was going on at the time. Mm-hmm. And, it, and people came up with their own dance to it. Yeah, So it, it was cool as shit. One of my favorite songs um, that I did, though, there, there's two of them that I want to play. One of them is called She Can Get It. Okay, remember Mims? This yep, is why I'm yep. hot. Mm-hmm. Uh Mims and Blackout produced the track. DJ Les, Category Six, killing them with this, album. this out. Hell uh, yeah, she can get it. She
0: can get it. She can get it. She can get it. When did this come
1: out? That's on Category Six. It's on album. Oh yeah. Yeah, baby, we talking about you. I got my eye on the wall And it was one of those things that. Every time, you know, a girl will walk up and be like, yo, she can get it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've said, you've said that to your boys before. You still, I still say that <laughs> Like, yo, yo, she can get it. Damn. And I was like, yo, we got to make a record call. She can get it. And then there's another song. Wait, when did that come, <laughs> when did that come out? July 2008. You better play it in your set while you're spinning in Miami this week. <laughs> uh, Block Party, okay, is on that album as well. A lot of records came off that album. Now, Block Party is crazy because... It is about 142 BPM. It is a total Latin Caribbean sound. Okay. And this has become an anthem all around the world. They sent me a video from Asia yesterday. Zumba doing this song in Asia. Fucking bananas. Wow. That's the beauty of music. Now the fu- I'm gonna translate because it's, it's gonna fuck you up. Okay, so back in the day, there was a chant, which is what I redid there. Okay, si tú por mi casa y tú ves a mi mujer, if you pass by my house and you see my woman, tú le dices que estoy en You tell her I'm dry, I'm in Hialeah working in a factory because of Fidel Castro <laughs> basically uh, is the chant Yeah, is the chant and dude <laughs> it caught on craziness I was in the Dominican Republic when we did that song okay they didn't record it there when the idea came up mm-hmm. we were at the beach probably 200-300 people on the beach DR and I'm like shit I need music I need some music so I give my boy Big Will I go yo get my water money and say yo go buy me a radio 20 minutes go by, I don't see no fucking Big Will. I'm like, what the hell's going on? All of a sudden, I looked down the beach and I see Will walking with eight dudes with buckets. And I'm like, dude, I give you a fucking wad of money. You come back with eight dudes with buckets? He goes, listen, motherfucker, we're on a beach. Ain't no goddamn radios, they ain't selling shit, nothing. It's the best I could do, deal with it. Best thing he could have done. <laughs> Those boys started playing on the buckets. I had me a beach block party within two minutes. Wow. Within two minutes. And that's where. Uh, like that's, kind of the buckets that, that like motherfuckers used to play in the and, subways. Like, right, yeah, in exactly. In York, York. yeah, exactly. In New York. Exactly. Where you go and you see these motherfuckers yeah. and they talented as all hell. Well, imagine eight of them. Mm. And they were dope. So they're playing this rhythm and it's that tempo with the speed. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yo, this shit sounds good. And then I start, and then my other buddy Ray was like, every time he'd see a girl dancing, he's like, Oh my god, oh my god. And I'm like, Oh, putting that in the record? Yeah, put mm-hmm. that in the record. <laughs> and then there was a, the girls are dancing. I'm like, I get not the I bet you won't take it off. Pink gone. I go, Oh, that's in the record too. And that's the way that's the way the song came about. Wow. Literally, it was fucking around. Came home, recorded it, and it's become. A worldwide smash. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> that's the beauty of music, though.
0: Are you still? You're still getting publishing from all yeah, that shit. Yeah, that's, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, publishing, and you know, uh, Moshe dropped it amazing for me in the uh, in the movie world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm about to ask you that. Yeah, I've been in a lot of movies. Uh, Fast and Furious? No, it wasn't Fast and Furious. Uh, it was oh shit. I'm trying to remember the name of the check. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Google it, please. Uh,
0: it sounds like something that would be in front It was of a place. dance movie. Yeah. It was a dance movie. Oh, like uh, Step oh. It Up. Was it was step,
1: step, I think it was Step Up. that was in, one of them.
3: Yeah.
0: Stomp the Yard, some shit, whatever the fuck, right?
3: Uh, I don't know about Stomp the Yard. Like, no, it, was it, was, it was a step
1: up movie, like yeah. the battle movie, uh-huh. where they battled each other. That yeah. was one of them. Then, then out of the blue, uh, they hit me with a, another request, a license request for another movie. I was like, hell yeah. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? And then you go and you hear your shit in the movie. You're like, oh. What, what what did it license for? If you don't mind me asking, like worldwide. Wow. How, and how much was ten it? grand? Ten grand was it? Ten easy, grand up front. Easy A. Easy A. It that was a, shit was a big movie, bro. It was an Easy A as well. It was a, it was probably in about three or four different movies, and wow. it was one of those that it was you know cool as shit. Like okay, that that you know that's like I said, the beauty of music is it's timeless. A song that was old, old, old. Somebody either flips it, redoes it, or a big company needs that song and they license that song and it's brand new again. That was that. So the Diaz brothers produced that. Yeah, but it was
0: kind of like a sample of uh, satisfaction, right? A, at the first one we had, the original,
1: had satisfaction. in yeah, it, yeah. Benny Benassi. Benny mm-hmm. Manassi, yeah. Right. Yeah. But
0: it was, it was actually you sampled the break. Was a tune. no, 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 no.
1: Exactly. But then The remix right Well here's what happened The people from Benny Bonassi Came back and said Well we want 100% of the publishing Ooh, Really It's yeah. like nah dude That ain't that ain't flying like that They were like then, well, then you can't use it Okay no problem So we just replayed Something Record was still huge That was the original And I was willing to pay I was willing to pay But that's that's just abuse When you want 100%, 100% of something Come on that's insane This is right here That was it That was the sample yeah. Pit We gonna kill him With this one dog yeah. What was it what? Pitbull DJ Laz Flow Rider. I wanna see you move Move Shake Shake now drop What your mama said Move Move Shake Shake now drop What your daddy said Move Move Shake Shake now drop What your sister said Move Move Shake Shake now drop said, move, move, shake, shake, now Drop 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 Drop, drop. <coughs> Yeah. Know, that's <laughs> a, we just got exclusive. up,
0: man. <laughs> yeah, that shit was great. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need some <laughs> drops when we. I was just thinking that. I was like, damn, I need some new drops. Whatever, dog. Throw, throw DJ Crooked in that chant, whatever you just I did. I right <laughs> make that.
1: I'm gonna make that happen. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna make that happen. So wait, wait, you would have given? What would you would given them 30 percent, twenty five, maybe? I was offering twenty five. I would have went as high as thirty. Nice score that was more mm. than reasonable I would have won as high as 30. and then they got nothing they got nothing wow you but, just but see, but that, that ready that just shows you don't be fucking greedy mm-hmm. yeah. yeah don't be fucking greedy because yes I loved it the way it sounded loved the way it sounded with satisfaction but when they came back and they were like "No, nah, we won 100 and we went into the studio and flipped it and made our own and it didn't cost anything and the record still performed yeah okay yeah. winning yeah. yeah, you know you know who did that to me too. Um, one of my was my second song, "Journey into Base." Okay, the way "Journey into Base" came up was I was traveling all the time, and before you play, it, you're going to need to hear the intro. So, uh, "Journey into Base" is basically we all fly and go to different places, and you see the the stewardess telling you, you know, fasten your seatbelts. Da 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 da. So I was on a flight to Texas. Mm-hmm. And my sister is actually the one at the beginning doing the uh, the the VO the voiceover, and she's in the video. And I had a sample from Journey, the rock group Journey, mm-hmm. "Separate Ways," was the actual sample. And they hit me up, and they said no, flat out, not not no money, no no. They just said no. Mm. I was mastering the album the next day. So I'm like, shit, now what do we do? And it was one of those things that we just went in, replayed something as similar as we could without you know, infringing, mm-hmm. And but, but the record, talk about bass, dro- drop this one for a second, turn it up, listen to this.
0: <laughs> this is your sister? base flight
2: 808, slide 808 see what you did there
0: And our approximate flight time is 4 minutes and 7 seconds
2: that was the length of the song
0: we will be flying at an amplitude of
2: 20,000 decibels and as for your safety belts no no, no so you, you got to listen
1: to the whole thing your gear drops
0: your seat backs and tray tables securely what gear was in this upright position in 90 the that the 18s in your
2: seat
1: blew, It says January, January
3: 98,
1: 98. Was it really and is Yeah Shit no. 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 no 94 No I was about to say what? 93, 94 I'm like it definitely went 98 But watch Turn it up
0: Your journey into
1: bass, 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 bass. Wow And the, the, the drop on it Everybody was using this bass, song bass, bass. For car competitions For you know any of those shows With the big bass it was a huge record for me But another one that happened that, go, to, go to one named Red Alert Okay Red Alert was a 3 o'clock in the morning Fuck I need to get a record Because I gotta master the album And Santana had denied Oye Como Va Damn They wouldn't do it So Red Alert was born 3 o'clock in the morning, banged up out of my mind, <laughs> in the, on the SP 1200 at the crib, headphones on, because everybody was sleeping. And I came up with this, and it became a huge song in, in Texas for me. Huge. Instrumental, by the way. Just different played things and samples so w- when you redo
0: um when you redo the sample you just change a couple notes or what is it change it up on that for you go an octave you go down an octave no
1: i i, I get as close as i can without
0: <laughs> and it doesn't get hit with like an interpolation you know what i mean you know you've
1: seen that though, uh, I've, right? I've seen it before they they tried on, on one of them they did uh but there was no merit I, to it
0: because dr dre redoes all the production for a lot of the samples that he does right right is it because the interpolation is cheaper than an actual sample of the record? I heard if
1: you use, and again, I haven't been in the studio doing samples in a very long time. But if you use the actual sound recording of something, then you, one hundred percent, a a sample, and you have to pay for it at the full rate. But if you if you do a mechanical license on something, it's a lot less expensive. Then if you take the actual sound recording, if you replay something, it's just a mechanical, mechanical like you a mechanical it almost right. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay. So whereas the other one, they have the right to take hundred percent of the publishing. Oh, if
1: you do it without asking them, they can come get it, for sure, for sure, for sure. But dude, it's just, and it's fun. By the way, I'm having a great time on this yeah. podcast because we're just sitting <laughs> here shooting the shit. I forgot there's cameras and yeah, yeah. and all that <laughs> stuff with the sweat. Goddamn.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but. It's just fun linking up with other DJs and shooting the shit and talking music and and culture and, you know, what we do. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fun. People don't see this side. No. You know what I'm saying? They just see us in the booth doing our thing. But I guarantee you a lot of people here learned a lot of shit about Laz, including you guys. You did not know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Definitely. definitely. No, thank you
0: i've always I've, I've always heard of your name but i've never met you obviously and then you know we came up in different circles and different, right. different whatever but yeah i mean it was you know hearing your story and just seeing some of the stuff that we looked up you know with what you went through in your childhood yeah, you know yeah. what i mean and and it's, yeah. it's really I, w- I wanted to like really hear more about it and the way you like kind of told us everything and even we, the way we you, went through the 80s yeah. 90s <laughs> 2000s Two weddings Two marriages Right Crazy man Banning the ex-wife
1: From the club Yeah (laughs) So now y'all cool (laughs) Right Right. now we're good And then his prodigy His son coming out Yeah Yeah. no Honestly that to me that is absolutely probably one of the proudest moments I, as, as a dad. I, uh, everybody here have kids? Or? No. None of us has kids. None Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Yeah. Damn, your pullout game is good. <laughs> Damn, yeah. I guess the crippled shit that I can't get up fast enough.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. You step back fast enough. <laughs>
1: Man, I tried to move shit and couldn't do it that
0: so good. <laughs> I I wanted to know like in the coming up in the Luke era, were you working with him at all? Oh god, yeah. Yeah.
1: I did tons of uh, remixes. I produced a couple of tracks for Luke. Luke would call me all the time to do uh, to do remixes to his stuff. Yeah. And um I remember I did you know uh, remixes to I Want to Rock. I did a Luke Mega Mix. Um, you did Gloria Stefan too, right? A I remix? worked in the studio. And it's funny with, with, with Gloria and Emilio. I mean, the basically the Godmother and the Godfather of, of Miami, of Miami you know, yeah. without a doubt. But I know one, Emilio, I love you. But I know one, you're kicking your ass. You're kicking yourself in the ass for what's and that? I brought Pitt to Emilio. At the beginning. Oh, really? At the beginning. I brought Pitt to Emilio. Wow. And Emilio turned it down. Really? What, what, why? What, what? It just wasn't his thing. It wasn't under, into hip-hop. He didn't understand yeah, it.
3: Dance music stuff. He didn't understand it, but he also
1: died. I don't think anybody saw the real vision of where, except for Pitt himself. Mm-hmm. Pitt himself, he's a mastermind. and He he made himself an icon. Oh. Nobody look, else. Buddy, like, he dressed up as... Let me break something down. That That man right there, not only... It is a family to me, but he is the epitome of the American dream.
2: Yeah.
1: And making shit happen. Cuban. Mm-hmm. Making shit happen, period. Because one thing, he was turned down in a lot of different places. Well, what did they say? He was too white for, uh, there's a saying, I forgot what it was, too Spanish for the blacks and too white for the Spanish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yo, fucking really? Mm-hmm. And, and, and homie's just dope at what he does. And the talent is beyond belief. Mm-hmm. So, and by the way, I'd put Pitt up today. Today. Everybody says, oh, the suits and the, don't, don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker's a lyricist. He's nasty with it. Nasty with it. But play 30, uh, 305 Anthem, please. Have you ever I
5: heard haven't. 305
1: Anthem from Pitt? I haven't heard it. Never? No. Okay. This is one Turn up I want you to hear this I don't even want to interrupt When he starts spitting Just so you can hear This is what John But wait till you hear his flow When he starts going
3: Nasty
1: This was the song That you play in the club And fights would break out they were fucking. Hmm. Sounds really crunk, too. I believe it. No, this was is, this is, this is a, yeah. a crunk song. Wait until you hear when Pitt starts uh, spitting now and the way he flips it up midway in the verse. One of my favorite tracks ever. Here we go.
5: 13 in the nine i'm extra man, manic came is mine in two time it's all right i'm patient man i know how to play my position i know how to play my part i know how to play these bitches i know how to play with day hearts, i've done some dumb things but for the most i played it smart who cares if
0: you what was that song that um people had it was like can you work it
1: do you remember i don't know that? what to talk about turn this Give one it. up for a second right here check it yeah.
0: that's what when did X this come out? Two thousand
1: four, August, two thousand four, yeah. He was always spitting, he was like spitting. I'm telling you, he just found the method that works and is gonna was gonna make him a global superstar. But, but I feel like yeah.
0: he got typecasted into this uh like crossover, like, cro- like let me rhyme over like um, old dance track musics and remix it for pop music. He
1: kind of got, t- Pigeon t- hold. He got pigeonholed into that there, a little there, bit. Yeah. There's one thing that, that he says, if I'm making music, why do I want to make music to stay on the block? I'm making music to get off the block. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's called evolution. You got to evolve into the next thing. Motherfucker's a motivational speaker now, goes on the road okay. with Tony Robbins. I mean, talk about turning your life around and turning a negative into a positive. Buddy, nobody saw this one coming.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, just you he, know what I'm saying? He, he just yeah. became such a huge star. I mean, his songs just went for crazy every time. I
5: remember the first time he started wearing suits was, uh, I think it was with Go Girl that video yeah and i was like yo what is this is crazy oh yeah yeah man. was yeah. that the pharrell was, it, was that the song you talk they, about go with girl. the whistle they're like
1: boom boom boom
5: oh yeah and he came out with the hot party like yeah, a rock, rock star yeah. Yeah, like, yeah
1: yeah that yeah was he what, i the,
5: think that was what
0: 2007 sad. or 8
5: Young balls.
1: yeah that's like miss yeah. trainer yeah.
0: i remember there was a point that whenever he dropped anything i'm like yo Damn. we're gonna have to we're gonna play this in the club yeah.
1: for sure star I look a like, like an he figured out the formula. And it's funny because there's one thing that I told him years ago and, and he, he stuck with it. And he'll repeat it to people. He calls it kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Yep. <laughs> and it's the fucking truth. Wait, what, what was that? Keep, keep it simple, stupid. Kiss. Okay. People, the masses are asses. Keep it simple. Give somebody. Something that they can sing along to after the first time they hear it, you got a hit record. Mm -hmm. You got a hit record. But don't get it twisted. Homie is nasty as a lyricist. But Mm -hmm. that wasn't going to get him off the block and make him become a worldwide sensation. Mm -hmm. So he found that route and he was in his own lane. Nobody could fuck with him. Think about it.
5: Yeah.
1: I, I love what has happened absolutely love and by the way the haters are motivation <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's the best just spell the name right that's what i tell them people are gonna talk shit it's laz motherfucker not two z's then you can't google me
0: <laughs> yeah i got a question in miami right i remember in new york reggaeton was like popping it was like i used to do some gigs in like washington heights mm-hmm. dominicans it was like dominicano dick <laughs> it was like crazy and then I remember I had a gig in Miami, and they actually told me not to play it. Like they were like, "Don't play it. Like don't play reggaeton." Where did oh, you? Not. Where did you play? I don't remember what it was, but I remember at the time, and I spoke with some DJs, and uh, and I talked to some promoters and managers or whatever, and they said, like a lot of people look down on that music, like it's street music. I
1: mean, I, this was like great two thousands. <laughs> no, but this was like the two thousands sure. and stuff like that. It wasn't. And, it wasn't big. I remember being on a panel. Yeah. And, and saying this, listen, one thing that reggaeton has done mm-hmm. is it bridged the gap between young and old. Yep. It bridged the gap. And I'm not talking about like the slow Bad Bunny stuff, the, the trap. No, that stayed young. But the records like Gasolina. Lo que pasó, pasó. Okay, noche. All that bridged the gap between young and old because that you could play at a young party or you could play at an old party or you could play it at an open format party and everybody got together. Yep. But that was the danced.
0: That time of like, like, Tego Calderon.
1: Yeah. And then, um,
0: All of that shit. Looney. They would, like, I couldn't play that shit. My boy
1: Echo. Yeah. Echo produced a ton of the, uh, of the reggaeton back in the day. Um, but yeah, it, it all depends on where you played. Mm-hmm. One of the things
0: that brought reggaeton back, and I wanted to know it was the same time in Miami, was like the Despacito,
1: right? That was yeah. like the hugest. buddy, Despacito. By the way, Luis Fonsi is a good friend of mine. Yeah, yeah. And he's been, first of all, talented individual. But talk about hitting a lick. Wow. <laughs> wow. The record was big on its own. The record was huge in, across the globe. When Bieber jumped on it, that was it. For for sure. Rock it was a rap. Forget, Forget
0: it. I remember B- hearing it for the first time, and I was yeah. like, and everyone was listening to it in New York. And I was like, damn, this song's popping. Mm-hmm. Try to play in Vegas, and it was like, eh. eh. Well, there's certain, happen- pla- right.
1: there's certain places you just can't play certain songs. And then songs. after
0: that remix, it was a rap. You know, it was, it was but, a fucking rap, yeah.
1: Well, And I heard the story from Fonzie. So told me he got a call at 3 o'clock in the morning from his guy saying, hey. Bieber's in Columbia. He heard the song. He loves the song and he wants to do a remix. Is it okay? <laughs> what? You even got to call me on this shit, motherfucker? B- yes. Wow. <laughs> it's gone. Wow. Gone. And he held that record for a very long until this Old Town Road Yeah, that was the number one song. record before Old Town Road yeah. came Old Town in He beat the record. Yeah.
3: Oh, did it? Yeah, yeah, it was like number one for
2: like 15 16 weeks. weeks. 16 weeks. Yeah. 16 weeks, 16 oh, weeks and shit. Old Town Road
3: beat it. Yep
0: fucking old town (laughs) bro bro
1: you think uh, listen I saw the reaction to the song I saw the reaction to the song it was huge it was one of those records it was fuck I gotta play (laughs)
0: yeah
1: you know what I'm saying you got no choice
0: I don't even see it as a Latin record anymore because which one uh, Despacito Despacito? because it crossed over oh no no it did it did that shit went
1: general market it's a pop record you had people that could not say Despacito they would be like oh my god do you have that Despacito what the disposito record, Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah, the one that Justin Bieber made. Yeah, right, right, the one that Justin Bieber, they left Lufthansa Le out. Yeah, right? man. <laughs> Justin Bieber song. Justin Bieber, I, I
0: mean, you know, I get more white people, like old white oh, yeah. people requesting the, the that Bieber shit. The Bieber song where like he speaks old, Spanish. Yeah, 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 that one.
1: Yeah. you know, get that. You know what's funny is uh, Chico on his new album, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to that album, he has Neo singing in Spanish. Fucking Neo sounds great. Mm-hmm. Yo, I was blown away. I was like, oh, how's he going to sound? fucking amazing
0: Neo's on the new Gangstar uh, song yeah. on the new Gangstar album and he sounds
1: great on there yo like well, the talent is talent you know what I'm saying is he just took a break like, I, I think he's doing a lot of writing yeah, yeah. And writing and production. which by the way let's face it people that's where the money's at yeah that, that's where the money's at unless you can get a big worldwide tour and make all that bread writers you get the publishing you get the writers forget mm-hmm. it Did you ever do a beat
2: for Pitbull or anything like that? Did you ever work with
1: him? Yeah, we've done. You know what? We haven't actually dropped it. Mm. We haven't actually dropped it, but we got something in the works now coming out. He actually wanted to redo Red Alert back in the day, and there's a new version of Oya Morena that we're doing Mm -hmm. as well. But there's some things in the work where we're going to bring back some of the legendary Miami sound, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the party party songs. Right, Mm mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? So, name some like legendary Miami song, like sound. Dude, I mean the 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 bass, all the the booty booty stuff, but
1: but redone, but still keep that that vibe because you play those records today, Mm -hmm. and it gets people fucking crazy. It gets people going buck wild. So why not bring back that shit? You know what I'm saying? Bring it up today, put some new this, a new kick, new snares, new this, new that. But make it very Miami, Miami, Miami. And use a lot of Miami motherfuckers down here. Flow, Trick Daddy, uh, you know, use every Luke. For some
0: of our like younger listeners, mm-hmm. and I've actually I've always wanted to ask this to like OG Miami dudes. Okay. What are the top five Miami-based records, in your opinion? Okay, mix it up, Uncle Al.
1: I'm very proud to say, Oya Morena from DJ Les. Um, <laughs> Scrub the ground from Splack Pack. I don't even know this. I don't know. Uh, scarred from Uncle Luke. Oh, um, classic. Uh, I want to rock from Uncle Luke. I would say that would round out the wow. the top the top five.
0: And that's and I mean. I play. I want to rock. Yeah, but like
1: yo, scarred. I, yeah, I don't play scarred. No, no. Oh, I, I that was play. the house party anthem in L.A. Dude, sure, scarred. Scarred was great. And there was one where Luke was getting. Um, Recognized at the VH1 Hip Hop Honors. Uh-huh. And uh, you can actually look this up. It was a highlight for me because I was on stage with it was me, it was Pitt, it was Luke, and it was Trick. And I was the DJ. And we did it in New York, and Kid Rock introduced us. Wow. <laughs> Dude. I just want to go hang out with Kid Rock. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I just want to go hang out with Kid Rock and go get fucked up and go to a strip club. Motherfucker looks like he's fun. Really? <laughs> yeah. Tell me yeah. about
2: strip clubs. Uh, what's the, the best five? BT's on the river.
1: Sorry, did I say that too fast? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Way too fast. Okay. What's it Top five? Top five of all time. Of all time. The Rolex. Okay, what was that at? That was, like, that was in the hood, but it was legendary. And that's five or that's Damn. one? Well, no, no, that's one. It was, that's, well, okay. I would say for me, my personal taste, I'd have to put that at five. Okay. But Tootsie's, which is basically I call it Costco with cooch. I call it the Disneyland <laughs> of, of Tootsie's. Vegetables. It's still open, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. It's, it's, Did it's, you ever witness the Can Crusher? I have. Did I have witnessed the Can Crusher. But here's the problem like, that Tootsies. I have with Tootsie's. Tootsie's is so big that if you see a bad one, you won't find a bitch again. Yes. Yeah. It's a big <laughs> You got to put stage. a tracking device on this girl's ass so you can find her again. Because the place gets so crazy. Yeah, it's like Disneyland. And it's like, yo, where was that girl that was. I saw her like 30 She's minutes She's gone, buddy. Yeah, no, no. You never see her <laughs> is again. Is this still good now? It is good. I, I like smaller, more intimate places, to be honest with you. Yeah. Tootsie's is great. And I did, a, I did a huge party for 305 day at Tootsie's. We had a blast. Um, but I like more intimate spots, I like BT's on the river. I was watching the interview with Veronica Vega and she just brought
5: that spot up. Yeah. Well, Said it was crazy. Veronica's
1: my home girl. Matter of fact, Veronica did uh, Tootsie's with me that night.
5: Really? Yeah. Yeah, she was just in Vegas. I'm not sure if it was for a show, but at the She was hosting place. something. Yeah. yeah, I saw I saw and that. And they
1: asked her her top five
5: strip clubs. And yeah, no, BT's and, on the
1: river. Yeah. Listen. Listen, man I friend. never even heard of that. Maybe. Yeah, me even. Well, man. back in the day, it's on the Miami River, the legendary Miami River. Mm-hmm. And It was a club called Centro was old people. They used to have a little boat that would go out on the river and come back. I mean, it was just old as shit. Mm -hmm. And then tons of clubs tried to work there. Never worked. You gotta really be in the strip club game to make shit work. Mm -hmm. So a buddy of mine by the name of Phil Gorey owns all the BTs. So he bought that spot. And it is a money maker. That would be from Miami. BT's on the river, off the hook. Uh, Scarlet's, which Tootsie's, Rick's Cabaret ended up buying mm-hmm. uh, Scarlet's, which, my opinion, was a little too close to Tootsie's. So, why would you like compete against yourself? But, you know, hey, they're on the NASDAQ and they're making big money. They know what they're doing. God bless them. Um, wow. So, where do we go? We got Tootsie's,
2: Rolex, B- BT.
1: You did Rolex. Okay, so I'm going to go, for, ready? Number one, BT's on the river for me right now. <laughs> number one. That's number one. Number two would be Scarlet's. Number three would be Tootsie's, but I would have moved Tootsie's to number one if it was where Tootsie's used to be before it became Costco with Cooch, because it used to be at a small small venue. Yeah, yeah. I
2: went to the one where it's like two-story, but it's like way far out. I forgot what it, I, I don't know I don't know if that's the second one or the first one
1: no the first one was a small okay. when mm. I tell you small and it was in a shopping plaza but it was so much fun mm. so much fun and then 11 is like when people say oh my god I'm going to a strip club I'm going to 11 it's like when people say I'm going to Miami I'm going to South Beach mm-hmm. 11's nice for the
0: tourists
1: but it's yeah a little, a little bougie for my taste <laughs> is that five that's four know. that's four okay well I'm about to get another one then <laughs> who's counting Jesus I know um. I kind of
0: wanted to hear that now like yeah, I wanted to hear more of the other uh, bass songs I wanted to hear the top 10 I wanted him to go from top 5 to top 10 because yeah. you were just naming so many bass songs that
1: I okay. have heard of yeah. well, well, let, let me, let's I the strip club okay strip club I need one more strip club damn I would just have to go back to BT's on the river make it make it 5, five, one, one one. five. I got a yeah,
0: question what, what do you like you been around the world you've been around the country right atl strip clubs Mm -hmm. and down south texas strip clubs Mm -hmm. vegas strip clubs yep miami's the best to you there's no place like home i love to really there's no place like home
1: what sets apart a miami strip club the ladies the ladies listen i've been to strip clubs all over the world yes sir um the women in miami are drop dead gorgeous Mm -hmm. and if you want proof I know you guys are here for a couple days. I will be more than happy (laughs) to set something (laughs) up at BT's on the river just so you guys can go and have a drink. Okay, that was hard to do. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, yeah, no. uh, It's just, it's the the Miami, it's the way they move. Ready? Women in other places, with with the uh, exception of ATL, I don't think I've ever been to a strip club in the ATL, by the way. You haven't? No, I have not. Get out of here. I have not, I swear. I've played ATL probably two or three times, and it was one of those in and out, do the club, boom, bounce out. But just Miami's Miami, man. The, the way they're, they're built like stallions down here. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you feel about all the ass operations shit? <laughs> oh, no. No, that's a problem. It, it's it's,
0: that's it's a too problem. much.
1: Ladies. La-
0: uh, is this thing on?
1: Uh, <laughs> ladies, stop injecting your asses when you have chicken legs. Does not look right it doesn't it's a big problem it is a huge problem I don't know if Stevie Wonder started doing plastic fucking surgery and was doing it cheap it's kind of fucking up the uh, like
0: when I went when I was in Miami last when I was DJing I noticed it more and more and I'm like why are they
1: doing this they don't need to do this um, they're, they're going to the wrong people for sure wow um, but, but asses funny part is you know asses have always been in in Miami always there's mm-hmm. always been big ass small waist big hips always in Miami then Kardashians came out, and you know anything they do is you know crazy. Right. But then Kim's ass was beautiful at one point. Then she went too far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, whoa, hold up. It was perfect. Leave it alone. Don't go crazy. And here we are. And the, the biggest problem is we, the, when they go to the wrong doctor. Because, by the way, as a man, if it doesn't look fake and it don't feel fake, I'm good with it.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> it's for real I'm good with ladies if it makes you happy to do something go do it do it but mm-hmm. but damn if people tell you oh, you should know that it's way too out of proportion it just does not look right yeah you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so yeah no I'm not I'm not for the out of proportion fake booties that look just crazy yeah, but I am a Cuban man, so I definitely like a girl with a fat ass. Yeah, I feel like it, there I, was this obsession with like fake tits
0: at one point. Yeah, and then now natural tits are in, kind of. I'm not, big you on. know, are kind of, not, either, not either not that or they pictures. just got they just got so good at fake tits now. I'm not. Big no, you don't got, even know. Yeah. yeah, you don't even know. You girl, can't you even think see. Real, <laughs> but I think we entered this stage but, of like where the fake tits were where, like. Like, that's where we are with the
1: fake ass right now. And they now. haven't perfected, but, it. They but haven't let's perfected be, it. But let's be real about something, too. I don't know about anywhere else I can speak for here. Mm-hmm. Boobs, white guys love boobs. Yeah. White guys love boobs. Hispanic and, and, and black men, we're all about the booties. Yeah, and the thighs. You know what I'm saying? Wow, you just had a visual over there. Yeah. He went like this, and the thighs. He in looked thighs. up in the air <laughs> like, damn, okay. I thought about Tootsie's. That man. was a moment.
2: Yeah, in the thighs. That was
1: a definite
2: moment. <laughs> no, the thing is, like, when I'm hanging out, people like, y'all, let's go to strip club. This is the best strip club in L.A. And I'm like, uh, L.A. don't know strip clubs. I've been to Tootsie's, man. You can't tell me that. Right. When, it, 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 L.A. Sh- just starting to try, though. Were well, the shipping girls out of Atlanta to come to L.A. There's or whatever. shipping girls. What is Don't, it?
0: don't ever say that. Yeah. <laughs> FedEx, <laughs> your yeah, booty's set-ex. here. That's how they. That's how we say
2: in the way. Shipping, ship importing, it. So importing. What, what is
0: the club? We're objectifying, We're objectifying a little bit too much, <laughs> no, like, ladies. We love you though. Yeah. We really do. It's
2: entertainment. Um, ship clubs, crazy girls is a hot one right now. Yeah, they're trying. They're, LA, they L A. They, they're, they're trying it. They're trying, but yeah. it's not what the like. Bro, come on. Like, I dude,
0: haven't been I've wanted to go but it's not that bad yo. dude I went to Tissy's when I was 22
2: and I've never been the same man after said <laughs> <He's not even laughs> I never been the same, been the same. it's <laughs> funny because we're in the second we're in second level uh-huh. and I was getting a shoulder rub oh you were getting a massage like okay yeah. Drake and so when Drake said <laughs> that I'm like I know what he's talking about I <laughs> oh, <my
1: gosh. laughs> almost spit on the computer <laughs> yeah when he said that I was like I know what he's <laughs> saying <laughs> I lived that and by the way that is a listen Besides the women, they are gorgeous. Yeah. Try the lemon pepper chicken wings. Yeah, the wings really? too. The lemon pepper chicken wings Amazing. and a shoulder rub. You can leave. You're oh, done. Yeah. Done. Your night's over. The tr- that's exactly Perfect. What I
0: had, bro. Oh, the
2: chicken wings is bomb with there. Is it <laughs> that good? Yeah, bro. I'm telling you. I got a feeling y'all going to the strip club.
0: Man. That's what every like married dude and... and uh, and do what a girlfriend says, like, oh, I went for the lemon pepper wings in a back row. Yeah. By the way, have you met Lemon and Pepper? They do a show together. Nice. Uh, hey, yo, going back to um, the bass, right. I want to hear five more top songs, because like, I-, I love this. Okay. I love hearing these these songs that I've never heard, okay. these local joints, yeah. All
1: right, so I started with Mix It Up from Uncle Al. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the order I gave you. Yeah. Um scarred scarred is on there for sure it's your birthday from luke is another one Mm -hmm. morena Uh, Morena. Um, i want to rock you said that scrub the ground from splack pack and shake that ass from splack pack two like massive uh records i want to rock for sure how many is that you counting that's seven seven Mm -hmm. uh give me that donkey butt and them big old legs Twelve gauge. That's okay. the name of you never heard that either? Nah. I'm gonna nah, have to get never you. Heard that one, I'm even. gonna have to send a little mix for this podcast Please, that yeah. people can download. Please pack. do that, man. When yeah. I got you. A
2: Miami one oh one starter pack. That's it. The base. starter kid. Uh-huh. Matter
1: of fact, you know who put that up the other day? Uh she Fire put that up. He put up um he put up my mommy a negative thing and he goes, Miami Base one oh one. Wow. Yeah. And he was there with Anita. Yeah. Yeah. Um so uh uh, two uh, th- more. did I say it's your birthday? I did right' yes. Yes, that one. yeah, okay, so I'm trying to th- I'm thinking back to my crate now
2: <laughs> back to the crate days.
1: um Jam Pony Express had some dope dope songs um Jam pony express you never heard anybody rock the mic where they would take the 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 song be playing right about now. It's about that time, and they would turn the music down to do it. Jampony pony was huge out here, huge mm-hmm. um. So, Jampony, now I need one more. Oh, God. was my crate? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I know I'm forgetting a song. Right? Hoochie Mama? A lot. Hoochie Mama was good. I mean, the the, the Two Life well, any stuff. Anything that Two Life did was... Yeah, the Two Life stuff. Is, is we want some ten. Uh, huge. Um, Me So Horny was huge. Uh, uh, Shake It. Oh, Shake What Your Mama Gave You from... Uh, Shake What Your Mama Gave You, yeah. JT Money, yeah. Yeah. did yeah. that one. Um, shit, now we're over 10, but we can just keep it riding. But it, these were all records that when they were played in a mix, in a row, it would just make the club go
2: crazy. For sure. There are always undeniable hits here in in Miami. Like, if yeah. you play any of those? For
1: a certain, listen, a certain age group, then there's songs that broke out of there. Like, Morena was mm-hmm. one that broke out that I, I see kids dancing to.
2: Yeah but I, I don't know if that shit in my house
1: you know i don't know if kids would be dancing to the other uncle al song there's some holes in this house <laughs> it was a big record as well yeah um but yeah age definitely makes a big difference you grew up in miami in the, in the 90s this mm-hmm. was your shit mm-hmm. you know what
5: i'm saying did luke put on uh trick daddy was that
1: Lu- luke luke yeah. put on a lot of people Uh it was the first and- time
5: i remember hearing uh
1: that Trick that was on uh, Scarred. Yeah. Um, he definitely helped out without a doubt. And, you know, same thing with Pitt. Uh-huh. He was the first one to really start molding Pitt and introducing him to people. But, I mean, the, Luke is motherfucking Luke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This guy went all the way to the Supreme Court. <laughs> oh, yeah. <he laughs> I did. forgot about that. You know what I'm saying? All yeah. the way to the Supreme Court and won. Yeah. And won. So you, mm-hmm. you, there's, there's no denying the the legacy and the legendariness of what Luke has brought to the hip-hop game. Yeah. Definitely. Nice. There's just no it's denying it.
5: Yeah. And was that your favorite time, like, oh, as God. a DJ, yes. just that early
1: 90s? Oh, God, yes. Just, that was just crazy fun. No, nobody was, there wasn't, everybody now has an opinion. Everybody now has an opinion, and they say, They just comment on shit, and it's like, oh, my God, leave it alone. Everybody in this day and age gets offended over the smallest stuff. Did you ever go to Freaknik? Uh, No. That was in Atlanta, right? Yeah. No, I never went to Freaknik. Oh, sure. I heard it was good. Yeah, I heard that, too. I heard it was good. I I heard it was
4: was hoping you were going to give me a review. (laughs) (laughs) No, but
0: I I heard it was dope. Freaknik was kind of like a... Like an Atlanta version of, like of what, what was going on in Yeah, that's what I'm about Miami, Miami, yeah. yeah.
2: Like, if they like, got you guys out there yeah. and stuff like that. But.
1: Yeah, it was, it was the Atlanta version of what happened in Miami. First <laughs> <Yeah>. weekend. <laughs> For every, every day. <laughs> no, because we'd have some clubs on a Tuesday night that were popping better than a club on a Saturday night. Damn. You know what I'm saying? I remember I had Clef Jean uh, come to the club. As soon as the Fuji's album went platinum, Yclef called me. And he said, hey, I know you, you're the boat guy in Miami. I want to throw a yacht party. And I want you and I want Khaled to invite, you know, whoever you want and let's go and celebrate. And I'm like, oh, all right, cool. What kind of, you know, how big are the yacht? He goes, last? that's all you, just go. Okay. So word got around quick and this is before social media. So we show up to Fort Lauderdale to where the yacht is and it's a 160 footer, 150 footer, big one. And the guy comes up to me, the captain, because there was tons of people in the parking lot. And he pulls me to the side. He goes, Hey, let me talk to you for a second. Hey, what's up? He goes, I See, a lot of people there. All those people are making it on the yacht. He goes, This is how many people can be on here. Go have fun picking. I'm like, shit. So I go back and I tell Clef, I go, yo, you know, this shit got a little out of hand. You know, people calling, yo, they're having a yacht party, yo, they're having a yacht party. And we had to hand-pick, which wasn't a bad thing either. But
2: <laughs> all the women on this side and on this side. We had to hand-pick
1: and be like, okay, you, 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 you can come, but you, you can come back and pick up your friend at two.
2: Oof. Uh, you turn around. <laughs> with, oh, you can come through. Oh,
1: <laughs> but it, it, was, it was one of those. Damn. And it was a great night. Nobody was drinking in glasses. Everybody had their own bottle of uh, Dom and Grand Marnier by the way since that night I never drink Grand Marnier again Uh, really never never drank it ever again because had a little too much of it a lot too much of it and like the smell now will get you nauseous there's two there's two liquors that'll do that to me Grand Marnier is one of them and um, Goldschlager you know what Goldschlager is with the gold flakes in it yeah I heard it, buddy yeah Buddy.
0: <laughs> no. Sometimes when I when I, 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 put, I think man, the taste just came back in my mind. <laughs> it's, right there, it's, it's like yeah, you know, when I when I smell like Patron or
1: Jaeger, it's like the same thing, man.
0: Patron That's silver does sea. that time. Oh, it's horrible. The Jaeger does The
1: Jaeger is like, Ch- I, Jaeger. Look, I don't even know if they make gold anymore. Yeah. But I think they do. That was the shit do. though back in pa- the days. They had like a little gold flakes in it. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and do <laughs> it. Uh. <laughs> that and then there's another one. Bacardi Limon makes me angry.
0: Yeah. I'm normally a happy drunk. Bacardi Limon, that's so 90s, isn't it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking 80s. Show your age, That's okay. The days, I'm that. normally a happy drunk. That's when what I, I used to drink. What?
0: We we order, used to order Bacardi Limon on the rocks. Yep. Yeah. 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 That was the sh- that, that was, like, was like, that was the Ciroc. Oh, of, back of in the, the 90s. Yes, sir, when that was, I was like one of the liquors that was in every
3: household back in the days.
1: Yeah. Bacardi Limon, right? Bacardi Limon. Yeah. Especially walking to a
0: Latin bar. That, so I got that. Bacardi yeah, Bacardi. <laughs> rum was actually popping back then Yeah, like rum, rum in, in the 80s was popping what, right? what, yeah. what do you drink now black label like if in depending on like like usually in the summer i'll do just like belvedere or whatever yeah i'll do whatever like i'm some a tequila, tequila guy. Guy. yeah what do you with like jameson with ginger ale right now okay it's my thing
2: or i've been really heavy on beers because you know mexican i mean just just <laughs> <laughs> he has that
1: shit down to the teeth. Yeah. I mean. batos cojos forever.
2: Cojos?
1: No one's gonna catch I, I got you. Nobody's gonna catch <laughs> up. You got it. Yeah, The, peep, the, the Mexicans
5: yeah, the that Mexicans are still dead will get
1: that. <laughs> 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 Cojo means crippled, so yeah. batos
5: cojos
0: forever. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. How about you? I'm a tequila guy.
1: Really? So like, I didn't. I didn't take you for tequila. Don I'm Julio, You're
0: Don Julio, Casamigos. Casamigos. Everyone's like switching over to Casamigos. Yeah, yeah. that's so why the will. company
1: got well, no, Don Julio here, though. Yeah.
2: 1942. Just putting that out there.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck on that. It's 65 dollars a shot? I Like James saying. Okay. Um,
3: vodka, Grey Goose, um, Black Label. So, okay. And like you said in 19. Oh, you don't
1: discriminate, huh? I don't. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
3: whiskey for some reason has just been
2: better
1: over the years past five years for me a lot a lot of people don't like the taste especially when like when you do it on the rocks it's rough yeah. it's a little, yeah. what whiskey yeah yeah it's just some man. i like man it shit. but it's rough yeah it's like
0: grown man shit like after a while it tastes it tastes super yeah, I good i definitely yeah. can't drink yeah. a fruity drink yeah, no, yeah. that oh, yeah, doesn't
1: yeah. good the, the sugar fucks everything up it's like ugh, yeah. yeah what is this what yeah. is this
2: yeah
0: jameson Something to think about When we go to BT's Later this week Yeah Yeah. (laughs) One time for BT's On the river Mike What up I'm gonna set
1: something up VIP status What's up Mike
3: (laughs) (laughs) Mike our New Best Friend We'll see you later
1: tonight
3: (laughs) (laughs) Shit man I hope they have good uh, Lemon pepper wings
1: over there Sure. They, oh, lemon and pepper do their rounds there too. So. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing they speak is Spanish. That's so okay. Yo soy limona y pepina. 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 Wait, is it pepina like a pickle? Yeah, that's a, Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> uh, what do you, is there anything else we want to touch on? Pause. Whoa! Wait. Hey, hey I ever uh, say that in a room no, full of guys? I, 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 no, don't I had yeah. a question for you. I but, saw
3: on the internet that you, um, he was a role manager for Will to Power back what? in the days.
1: Dude, I was fourteen years old. Dude, that was crazy. What man. the yeah. fuck? Yeah, really. So let me break. Let me break that story down. Yeah, a uh, guy by the name of Bob Rosenberg. Okay, mm-hmm. which was the head guy, the guy for Will to yeah. Power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, producer. P- well, p- producer, artist. He was. He was the yeah. whole thing. Him uh-huh. and a girl named Susie Carr. Uh huh. And uh me and bob hit it off my brother used to work with bob Mm -hmm. right and then one night i went to go help my brother set up a dj set yeah and we were just supposed to set it up and bob was supposed to come and spin Mm -hmm. my brother had to go to another event so when we get there we leave everything set up cool we're going to the other event all of a sudden my brother gets a call from bob Mm -hmm. saying hey I'm not going to make it for another hour. I, my car broke down, some shit like that. Yeah. And I need I need you to play. My brother said, I can't. I got another party to go to. Uh-huh. So my brother looks at me, goes, you got to play. I go, what? And this is like your first gig. Yeah, yeah one of my first, first yeah. And he's like, you, you got to play. And I'm like, oh, snap. So I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, you know, whatever. Bob shows up an hour later, and I got the party jamming. Mm-hmm. Bob sat in the back for 20 minutes before he even let me know he was there.
3: Yeah,
1: And he said, he called my brother, and he said to my brother, yo, your little brother Laz has gotten really good. <laughs> like, I was impressed. I sat there and let him play for an extra 20 minutes just because on how good he was doing. And my brother was like, yeah, I mean, he sits home and practices all day. You know, he's got fucked up legs, so <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> So, you know, Bob was like, hey, Laz, you know, I want you to start doing some gigs for me, you know, opening up and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, cool. I was probably 13 at that time. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: And I get a call one day from Bob. And he says, hey, tonight is the biggest moment of your life. I go, what are you talking about? He says, Phil Jones, which used to be at Hot 105 as a mixer, quit, and he went over to Power. But on the spot, quit. No two-week notice, no nothing, gone. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what do you need me to do? Because I need you to play at Strawberries tonight. Strawberries was Luke's club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm 14. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm 14 and, and Bob said, listen, don't worry, you look older, fucking, I'll tell him you're 18, whatever, shh, just go. You got to go and rock it tonight. Nervous like this. Shaking. Mm-hmm. Guy by the name of Peter Gonzalez, he was the, the resident DJ at the club. And he says to me, hey, you all right? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm good. Mm-hmm. He said, you sure? He said, you look a little nervous. I'm like, nah, I'm I'm good, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a little nervous. He goes, here, you might want to try that. And he hands me a shot. Mm. A, <laughs> a shot of what? I have no fucking idea. Mm-hmm. At that time, I was 14, I'm like, fuck it, boom. Take it to the head, I'm like, oh. Okay, I'm a little calmer now. <laughs> this is kinda cool. Now clearly, mom, dad, nobody knew anything. Mm-hmm. Um, comes up right before I go on. It's 10 minutes now before I go on live broadcast on Hot 105. And Peter goes, hey, I think you could use one more of these. (laughs) And I hit one more. Dude, I rocked the club. Rocked the club where the next day I got a call from the program director and he said, hey, I heard rave reviews about you. Everybody loved you. You did a great job. Um, The job is yours if you want it. Mm -hmm. 14. Shit. And I go, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I lied on paperwork, <laughs> fake license. I mean the whole bit and no looking back now. I spent three, yeah, right around three years at hot one Oh five. Wow. And, and th- this will be a good way to r- to wrap this podcast up yeah. with, uh, with this story. So, I'm um, the mixer on Hot 105 on the weekends. Power had come on and they were called uh, either, yeah, they were Power 96 already because before that they were 96X. So they were already Power 96. And I'm at Hot 105 and they do a perceptual test. I had no idea what a perceptual test was. But a perceptual test basically gives you a a, a look at the lay of the land and as far as on-air disc jockeys, and who's popular, and who's not, and who's, and my name would come up on the top of the list, and back then I was Lazaro Mendez. There was no DJ Laz, I did that once I started making records, and the people from Power were like, dude, how the fuck is this guy that doesn't even talk, how is he coming up at the top of the perceptual test? I don't get it. So Hot 105 hires a new program director, mm-hmm. right? And I used to do The Weekends mixing new program director comes in has a staff meeting first thing he says is hey hey guys nice to meet you uh, my name is such and such i'm the uh new rules i'm a winner i'm not a loser um you know we're gonna take this station over the top because the weekends were kicking ass the rest of the station was okay wasn't great but the weekends were the shit no more pre-recorded anything I want everybody live, mixers, on air, everybody has to be live. At this point, I'm working for Peanuts, and the way I make my money is doing my side gigs. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was using the popularity of being on the radio to go and get gigs and, you know, charge more money. Now, all that's Lazaro Mendez from. Yeah, radio was like
0: marketing. Right,
1: marketing. So meetings over and I walk up to the guy, hey, nice to meet you, whatever. My name is Lazaro. Oh, you're the kid that does the weekends. I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, good, good. And I said, listen, can, can I talk to you for a second? And he says, yeah, what's up? And I explained to him in a very nice way that, hey, dude, I have to record my weekend mixes because I do private parties. That's the way, that's how I make my livelihood. And not for nothing, but you guys don't pay me like that to be able for me to cancel those. He goes, oh, sounds like a problem for you. No recording. Hmm. Wow. Dick, complete dick. And I'm like, oh my God, now what do I do? I got all these private parties lined up, you know, and I'm like, I can't, I can't not do these. And my buddy was the board op, his name was Johnny G. And Johnny says, yo, what are you gonna do? I said, dude, I don't have a choice, I have to record. I don't have a choice. I said, I got to go. I cannot show up to these parties. So Murphy's Law has it. What happens? I record. I go to the party. My mom's car, by the way, I drove for two years. No license. Never got pulled over once. The day I got my license, I got pulled over and got a ticket. Same, bro.
2: Okay? <laughs> Shit, Real talk. Crazy.
1: <laughs> so I go and I, rec- I, I go to this party. I rec- left the mix recorded from 10 to midnight. I finished my set and I'm on my way back to the station. I'm like, I'm good. Nobody's going to know I wasn't there. Great. Flat tire. Oh, shit. So now I got a flat tire on the side of the road. I'm like, oh my God. So back then, I mean, I think there was some phones, but it was the one in the box. You had to to carry the box and I had a cable attached to it. It was awful. Mm -hmm. But my boy's like, dude, where you at? Got a flat tire, I can't make it. What are you talking about? Jeff's calling, I think the guy's name was Jeff. He's like, Jeff is calling, and I told him you were in the bathroom. So he had to come clean and say, yo, lads had to leave, he couldn't, he's not here live. He called when he heard the same mix that played at 10 was replaying at midnight. So he's like, hey, why is the same mix playing on uh on the radio right now that last did at 10. that's how intent this guy was listening and calls me the next day says to me i need you in my office tomorrow at 9 a.m i'm like okay boom i show up to the office and he says what did i tell you but real stern we're like a super asshole. I told you no recordings. Da 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 da. I said, listen, but you weren't—you didn't listen to me. What I was telling you, I'm already contracted to do these things. I don't give a fuck if you want to work here. Blah 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 blah. It's got to be my way or no fucking way. And he's just tripping. Matter of fact, you're suspended for a week. Mm-hmm. He says to me. I leave the station. I'm thinking, fuck. You know. This is the way it works. I get a call that afternoon from somebody at power. Says to me, hey, they really want you to come over here. Can you come for a meeting? Now, I went through that shock stage, and now I'm at the angry stage. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, fuck this. Yeah, I'll go. I'll take the meeting. Mm -hmm. So I show up to power. I have the meeting with them. They're like, dude, that's when I saw what a perceptual test was. The guy brings it out. And he goes, look at here. This is a perceptual test that we did. Look at your name; it was all the way at the top, and then there were big names that were in the market on air talent that were below me. And he said, "We got to get you." And then I start telling them what happened. He's like, "Dude, come over here. We're gonna crush that station." Da 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 da. You know what? Fuck it. Fuck it, let's go. So they used to do a party at a place called Six Flags Atlantis that was right across, it was a water park. Okay, it was right, it's right in Hollywood on 95. Coincidentally, right across the street, now it's called Oakwood Plaza from the radio station that I'm at now, which is Hits 97.3. So every morning, my view is Oakwood Plaza, which used to be Six Flags Atlantis. Friday night, I was supposed to be on Hot 105. Back from suspension to do my mix. My Friday night mix It started at 8. I never showed. At 8 o'clock, I was live on Power 96 mm. from Six Flags Atlantis with 3,000 people in front of me. And not only was it the biggest thing, but I burned my Hot 105 jacket on stage. <laughs> burned it with kerosene and a lighter. Dude, it would have been one of the... In this day and age, that would have been a... Viral moment. Put no. it all over, you know, everywhere. It's crazy, yeah. Place went bananas. As soon as I burnt my jacket, I walked to the DJ booth and I did my mix that I would normally do on Hot 105. I did it live on power from that location. Never looked back.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: That's what crazy. happened?
0: Did they ever hit you back? <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. No, no. That guy, Jeb, blowing up my phone. I shut my phone off. And then he called me on Monday. Motherfucker, who do you think you are? Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I said, I think I'm the guy that no longer works for you. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Boom. And I hung up on him. That was the end. Where's Jeff today? I'm just saying. <laughs> so sometimes you just got to stay on your ground a little bit. Yeah. You know? Homie didn't want to budge. He was just an idiot.
0: And you were still so young at that time. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Man. Yes, sir. Damn, man. It's been a- yeah. Honestly, man, we, we could keep this going for another three hours, bro. <laughs> no, but, uh, we got to get the yeah, Tootsies yeah. or the BTs on the river. We can't do that. <laughs> it <was> BTs, man.
1: <laughs> well, I, I do have to say, man, yeah. I want to thank all of you. I appreciate it, man. Thank i you. I've, I've had a blast just sitting here talking and reminiscing and, yeah. you know, talking about Miami culture and history and, and all that good stuff. And let's just bring back, I, I want to just end it with this, let's just bring back having fun. For sure. Yeah. Because yeah. That, that life is too short. Yeah. Life is too short. Have fun, help others, and go for it. Don't ever let anybody tell you you can't do something. Because they told me that, and not only did I do it, but I did it with a limp and became, became the most popular DJ in Miami. <laughs> Amazing. So, yeah, right up with the limp. I'm out. Drop mic. Boom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> last, thank you so much for being here, man. Yeah, oh, man. My pleasure, dude. And, uh, big shout out to DJ City for making this all possible. Phenom! Yeah. Shout out to Phenom, too. Shout out to Quickie, Styles, and all y'all,
1: man. For sure. Hey, yo, last, man. Nice. Thank you so thank much, you, bro. Thank you, guys. Been a lot of fun. Been yeah, a lot, man. a lot of fun. And uh, the next one's in the Bahamas. Let's
2: do it. Down. You can watch this video alongside every video we drop on Friday, youtube.com slash road podcast. Please subscribe, like, comment, hit the notification bell to be the first one to watch the video. All right. We out, man. Peace. b